We'll try and make this professional so you can talk about it professionally, but you've heard the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'm not mentioning this to anyone. No, I'm <laughs> nice. Kidding, Excellent. Kidding. Uh, Excellent. I did mention it to my co-founder and he was like, sure. And I was like, yep, that's. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Surely this can't backfire. So let's no. talk about race. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. First of all, uh, I'm very sorry you're on the race book. <laughs> That's we fucked up. I don't know if you chose this book, but I I don't think so. I haven't so no, I, I haven't read that far or I hadn't read that far. So I just picked this kind of at random. Um oh, like, <laughs> this is the, the first time you read this too, then. I lost the Animorphs lottery. I think that's what happened. Here. <laughs> so or, or one. <laughs> so so people who have never like People DM me all the time asking, hey, can I be on an episode? How do you choose your guests? How do you choose your guests? And to anybody out there listening, if we end up using this, I didn't... I we You actually made a sign-up sheet, and yeah. people in our Discord signed up, mm-hmm. and you signed up for this one. So we did not pick you for the <laughs> Civil War runaway slave book. This was an accident. We're good boys. We're conscientious boys. I'm trying to get it out of the way. We're ni- we're nice boys, but but please <laughs> explain race to us. <laughs> they can't tell you their names. They can't tell you where they live. But in the mid to late nineties, these five teenagers can turn into animals to fight an invading army of evil brain slugs. Five dumb teens are the only thing standing in the way of complete annihilation. This is anamorphic time with Nate and Tyler. Get your hand off my girlfriend, you yerk-brained bastard! <laughs> this is for daddy. Uh, make it like half the bottle. Catherine Alice Applegate wouldn't want this. She doesn't want this. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And like, they're, they're like, no, stop <laughs> shooting at children. Oh man, being 12 was weird. Oh my uh, gosh. Welcome to Anamorphin Time <laughs> with, to Anamorphin with time. Nate and Tyler. That's Nate. I'm Tyler. Uh, before we continue, I need to clap. Saying. Oh, we got to do the clap. Yeah. We'll make it part of the show so they know. Okay. This is how we make Animorphin Time Sausage, Lauren, and everybody listening. First, we find some <laughs> Animorphin Time meat. <laughs> I mean, Today. I think we got it. Like, I'm just saying. Ooh. 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 We got it. We okay. got we We're Arby's. We got the meat. <laughs> I got to clap. <laughs> okay. So, Nate's going to count to three, and on three, clap three times by your microphone. We did it. Yeah, see, that's perfect. That's it. That's that's how we sync the auto recording. Yeah, because if yeah. you overthink it, if you're like, okay, yeah, it's like half beat. I, I don't right. know. Like yeah. a lot of podcasts edit this part out, but you know what? We want to give you an inside look at how we build this podcast so precisely it, and perfectly that Nate does. Right. We're not ashamed here. So <laughs> how how were your stools today? Uh, I have shit five times. <laughs> if I'm being honest, five. Yeah, you really have. What I did you really, do to your body. So yesterday was my first day off after a long stretch of awful work days, and so I started drinking very early on in the day. Uh, we had a giant sake with dinner. Nate and I both ordered larges. And then I came home and I drank a bottle of wine and two beers. And then, you know, one o'clock rolls around. I was working on St. Patrick's Day. I had to get myself a shamrock shake from McDonald's. And so I got a shamrock shake. I got some chicken mac nuggets. I got a mac chicken and I got a mac double with bacon. I would say you also got one other item, the secret item, which is the McDonald's mud butt. <laughs> I got McDonald's mud butt. So I, would, I, I shit so much this morning. 
I've evened out. I've evened out. There's, it's all out now. You've evened out. It's all out. I got it all out. <laughs> you don't want to get it all out. You want some ballast. You I, need just like a little bit. I got it all out. I look like a beaver's castor gland. I was milked out. Ooh. We should introduce the guest before. <laughs> like, uh, by the way, you t- <laughs> uh, and more for time, Nate and Tyler uh, joining us today. Uh, game developer, internet person that I met, co-founder of the largest VR MMO on the fucking planet. Uh, that's not that's not hyperbole. That's the biggest one. That's, it's the biggest one. It is called Zenith. So on Animorphin Time today, we are welcoming Lauren. Welcome. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Well, you've heard about my day. How are you? I'm great. I uh I don't know if I can if I have anything that matches shit five times. Like I don't I don't think I did anything nearly that exciting today. Um, I hope you never have are, to. Aren't you prepping for a GDC talk? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I am doing that. <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I've, yeah, they're probably even, I bet. <laughs> yeah, so you have to give a big speech at a game developers convention this week, right? Yep. What do you, like, where do you even come up with what you say on there? Like, how do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, where do you, where do you mean, get so, those ideas? <laughs> uh, luckily for me, I didn't have to come up with the idea for this talk. Um, you know, this talk is sponsored by Unity. Um, okay, and so the talk is already sort of put together. It's a panel about you know I don't I don't know this is very boring. I might have to skip this, but it's not boring. All right, these hogs will it. eat it up. You hear that, hogs? This is your slop. Eat it up. All right, nerds. So <laughs> basically, yeah, it's a it's a it's a talk about um dots which is unity's data oriented technology stack so they have mm-hmm. a couple developers that have used that tech in their games and we're and Nate's um, writing this down he's he's a computer guy dots <laughs> dots okay, he's cool. he just drew a little penis <laughs> <laughs> wow are, uh. not dots. actually no it's lauren true star i moved over to unreal recently so uh oh, boo. eat it eat it unity boo. no no Suck. no in the spirit of unity let's continue <laughs> And solve the race problem. You are, much like much like this book, it's in the spirit of unity. <laughs> it, so before we get into the spirit of unity and bringing brother versus brother, oh God, I can't do it. I can't do it. Before we get into that, Lauren, tell the people your history with Animorphs. Sure. So I started reading Animorphs in elementary school, probably like... I don't know, third grade or fourth grade or something. I think it's like the same story as everyone just about where it's like the Scholastic Book Fair. And I was like, what's Mm -hmm. this book with the lizard? And I bought it. And that was, you know, that was the end of it. Um, Now we're all fucking trapped in this trauma cycle. Yeah. Not me. I'm out. (laughs) You're free. Congrats. (laughs) How long did you read them? Did you read through the end or did you drop off? I did not. I read through like 20 something Mm-hmm. Like I remember Atlantis <laughs> happened And I don't remember anything about it I solidly remember Helmicron So it's like somewhere in the 20s that I fell off Ooh, Okay But right. I think I'd say the first 10 Like I have solid memories Like I remembered exactly the plot And then after 10 I was like Sure these <laughs> things might have happened I don't know After that everything just kind of drops off anyway After Atlantis that's when it really <laughs> That was the downhill part <laughs> Yeah once Atlantis happened It's it's honestly coasting off that wind That high Right where they tried to, to breed them <laughs> oh, God, God. <laughs> Yeah that, that was the high point of uh, Animorphs And uh, today so we're talking about Animorphs number 47 mm-hmm. The Resistance And on the cover of this book We got 
It's probably one of the more iconic covers. It's Jake, green shirt, blank faced, turning into a beaver. And just every face on this morph is as blank as the one before. And it's truly remarkable. I disagree, actually. I would say the second to last beaver is smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Because he knows what he's about to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is he about to do? So, well, let's we'll get to that. Okay. Accompanying us with the beaver book. I picked up for us from Deluxe Brewing Company here in Albany, Oregon. We got Wild Beaver American Lager. Yeah, it's, show it's that it's to Lauren bit, uh, if I can reach the damn no, camera. Not, it's it looks like it's a, not very good. Looks like a Rita's Water Ice cup. It's water I, ice. You'll love our refreshing water ice and creamy, award-winning, old-fashioned custard. Oh no, I forgot. You guys are from. <laughs> The rest of the country. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> no, well, I... But <laughs> yeah, no, tell us about this socialist utopia in California. Yeah. About your water ice. <laughs> okay, okay. So, water ice... How's the alkaline water you drink? It's not water... Ugh. Okay, water ice is like... It's water ice, please, Seth. <laughs> or, I don't know, what do people call it? Italian ice, I guess, is what people call it everywhere else. Oh, oh okay. Like a snow cone. <laughs> no, it's not a snow cone. Okay, water ice is like... Okay, imagine if you had like a Slurpee from 7-Eleven, like that Done. consistency, but mm-hmm. thicker and like heavier. Because like, you know, a Slurpee is like very like airy, like there's a lot of, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very light. So imagine like a thicker version of that. So like between Ooh. a Slurpee and a snow cone, like you eat it with a spoon, but like, okay. so it's very popular. I'm from Philly. Um, so we, we eat a lot of water okay. ice in Philly. Um, I can say I mean, you eat it. You don't, don't drink water accent. ice. It's not like a... They give you a straw just to tease you. No, they don't even give you the straw. It's like <laughs> you just eat it with your hands. No, <laughs> I would. That no, like awful. I, I, I'm into the idea of like squeezing it from the cup, like you know, it's, just get everywhere. But <laughs> speaking of getting everywhere, yeah, let's get it everywhere with this book, The Resistance. Um, what's the tagline on this? Thing? What would you do if you lost your mind to a yerk? <laughs> Lauren, Nate, what would y'all do? I, I wouldn't have control. Like that's the whole point, right? <laughs> I would do nothing. I would just like, you know, pick my nose if I had to or something. Yeah, I I would do like a like a get out sort of situation. Like I would just be like waiting for like my chance to do something. But realistically, no, I would probably give up after like two days. Yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would just like sit back in my own mental chair and it's like, all right, go nuts, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. It's like what you're I'm powerless day to day anyway. Might as well be powerless in my body. Well, yeah, and honestly, here's here's the real story about Get Out. The floating place seems a little bit comfortable. You just float there. I think I think it was called the sunken place. Well, you know, like that's just your negative mindset. What if it was called the floating place? <laughs> I don't I know don't. if I've ever heard the take. The sunken place is the best part, like the best place to be. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, I don't, I don't <laughs> it's like a sensory deprivation tank. You're just I don't you're agree one with this. yourself. <laughs> yeah, Nate. Nate saw us and was like, "Man, I'd love to live in the underground part." <laughs> So let's talk about this inside cover. It's like, what what is the inside cover reminds me of like a um, God, who's the painter of light guy? <laughs> I was gonna say it's the painter of light. What's his name though? Uh, Thomas Kincaid. Oh, Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light. Of yeah. course. Duh. What fucking idiot? <laughs> oh yeah, you, yeah. Is that uh, an Oregon thing, Lauren? Do you no. know about Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light? I don't. I I know. I I can't say I've ever heard of him thank god thank god 
Uh, I, think it's a, I think it's a religious thing. I think. That oh yeah, he if is. You like, have like religious grandparents. They would buy a Thomas Kincaid painter of light thing. We and you have to call him Thomas Kincaid painter of light. I, you know, honestly, I kind of wish I got to that point in my career where somebody had to add a title after they said my name. <laughs> uh, what would your title be, Nate? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the um, loathsome dung eater. <laughs> what? The loathsome dung eater. I'd be. Tyler McCarty, the five shitter. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's powerful. But that kind of puts me in a weird position as the lonesome dung eater. <laughs> That's why I picked it. Uh, You're going to eat my shit yet. So the author wishes to thank Ellen Garou for her help in preparing this manuscript for Michael and Jake. Ellen Garou, she's back for another. She's back. Our, our, another home run. Right? Our, our great ghostwriter. The one who Nate and I extolled the virtues of how great and succinct and deft and smart of a writer she was well here's the thing she is still a talented writer i think she understands story structure and we'll get into the book and uh, <laughs> let's just play that out <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll just see where that goes we'll kick that say, can down the street i was like very excited when i saw that i like as soon as i got it i like flipped to the page and i was like oh who was the ghostwriter if there was one and i was like oh ellen Giroux, this is gonna be great this is gonna be such an enjoyable read i'm gonna be so uh. thankful that I read this book at the end. Uh, Oh, we should... Let me ask this question just for the listeners who don't know you, like we know you. Uh, Lauren, is there a reason you might not like the stuff in this book (laughs) that, say, Nate and I might not like for different reasons? I'm trying to be so... Are you saying that I don't sound black and people wouldn't be able to tell from listening to me? Is that what I'm here? Because that's pretty racist. What are you saying? That's that's fucking rude. No, I'm kidding. Um, What are you saying? (laughs) I I feel bad all the time. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You should feel bad now. (laughs) I just... We did... Listeners, we didn't plan this. (laughs) This this has happened. This is the greatest so, okay, conspiracy like, theory. <laughs> <laughs> we should say at the outset of this book, Todd, what is the, there are two stories in this book. Yes. What are the two stories? So one story in this book is Jake's ancestor who took in uh, black ex-slaves from the hills during the Civil War to fight off the rebels. We'll find out how that goes. And the other story is about how Jake uh, sort of helps the hork fight for their freedom and there's a weird narrative parallel between the historically dumb aliens tribal aliens and these slaves and honestly it makes me feel icky <laughs> like i i feel icky i'm getting i'm getting the ick out <laughs> yeah like because we should talk about this just now we should Otherwise, get we some of this out before we get into the details this is a dis- like <laughs> okay so here here's where i was at with this book is I liked the hork story, right? I, I think it was good. Like, the hork Chronicles were great. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there was a nice love story, and, like, you know, Andalites are bastards, and we yep. learned that in that story. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally, like, I liked the um, one where Toby um, summoned her dead. Yeah. Like, who it was? Uh, Aldrea. Yeah. Aldrea, from, yep. yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. stuck her into Cassie. And, mm-hmm. like, that, that was an adventure, right? Mm-hmm. This book kind of shifts what that story was in my mind and now i kind of hate them <laughs> it's right because you're right like they're they're so glued together now the hork and the freed slaves from the civil war 
that like is just like oh yeah of course this is the canonical reading now isn't it uh, and, we right? okay we we have to get this out of the way we have to right yeah of course so what what, what do you want to get out of the way do you want to say it first or should i no oh. <laughs> no like there's awful language there's not the hard R N word, but the one that's historically been used for black people that were slaves. I I I don't <laughs> yeah, laugh yeah, at me. Sweat. <laughs> it's this the I don't <laughs> Tell, you just gotta say it. what are you saying? I'm angry at okay. what they did okay. with this book. Yeah. Uh Combining Hork Bajir with freed slaves wanting to fight in the Civil War is that 90s pablum feel-good unity. Oh, look at the white man doing the great thing for the ex-slaves. These slaves who are here to provide me development, I am as a white person. I'm going to train them into better soldiers. Parallel to the story of the kid doing the same thing with aliens that are the stand-in for runaway slaves in an alien war. Because one thing that sci-fi does, and you mentioned this, Nate, is that sci-fi will often use an alien race to make a comment about Earth race, like different races of people. Fantasy racism is always something that backfires because... You know, the, the whole point is that, that that's a real thing. We don't, we don't need to invent elves <laughs> in order to ex- exhibit racism. You can just show it, <laughs> right? Like, that's yes. a thing that exists in the world. So, yeah, this book kind of does that. Yeah. Um, Lauren, how's it going? <laughs> uh, great. And yeah, we should we should also say, uh, it it is a white person's natural tendency to look to their not natural tendency. That that's the wrong thing. Uh, socially, it has been a tendency for a lot of white people to look to their black friend as they monolith of. Oh, explain racism to me. Or, oh, what does the black person think? Which completely others the black person. And we shouldn't do that. I don't, I'm so viscerally uncomfortable. Does I know, anyone know a, what I'm trying to say? Honestly, it's I great. Do, I, I do. love to see you uncomfortable. I, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up. Uh, these are conversations we kind of have to have with this book and with each other. Nate and me. Not so much you, Lauren, because. Well, you we know why. <laughs> you guys, no, uh, <laughs> this is getting out of hand. This is too much. <laughs> this, yeah, this is too much. That's why I'm just like, Tyler, I keep on poking you and laughing because you're so uncomfortable. I, I am uncomfortable because... <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Because, like, Tyler, you can have a conversation about race. I know you're not racist. It's fine. Oh, thank, thank you. Lauren does not, though. She might actually <laughs> think you're racist. And she would be right to think that. Not because I think that, but if she says I am, I probably am. Because it's it's an unknown bias. We don't know what we're doing until someone points it out. Look, I don't mind being this person on Ty, the podcast. Want, Ty, do you want me to save you right now? No. I'm in tears. No. I'm just like... <laughs> no. Ty is trapped. Yep. I Tyler's, put myself here. That's right. You just put yourself place. in the corner. This is the sunken place for white people, isn't it? This is like what happens in there for y'all. No. Well... It's the elevated place. We've uh, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler call it that. <laughs> yeah, the floating place. Tyler has elevated himself into a different plane of anxiety. <laughs> it, like he's transparent. You can't even see him. It's so. Look, 
Nate and I are both fans of the podcast Street Fight Radio, and that's hosted by two other better white dudes. And they've always said the only thing you can call I'm better than Brett. Shut the fuck up. The only thing you can call a white person that will completely shut them down is a racist. Be- because white people once called that, they break down and they're like, "What? No, I'm not. I'll fucking kill you." When, yeah, chances are we are. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm trying to get it all out. I'm trying to be open. It's making me uncomfortable. Just get it out. The beer's good, though. I'll just keep drinking it. Just keep drinking until it doesn't feel as racist. It's, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one. <laughs> no, see, it's great, time because I'm going to make you read all the parts. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> Okay, so it, just be, to be serious for like one minute, I actually kind of am glad that I was the guest for this book because I feel like it, I, I don't know what would happen if this was three non-black people attempting to discuss this book. So The conversation that Tyler would have would never end. It would just be two hours of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying my best, folks. I'm trying my best. I'm willing to look stupid and be uncomfortable. Yeah, and I'm willing to like laugh at it. And that's fine. That's pretty funny. That's fine. But like, anyways, well, like we should read the book and then we'll talk yep. about the parts of the book that, that make us feel weird. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, joking, my anxiety aside, there is going to be a lot of talk about race and tropes in media and tropes in writing that are awful because this book has them. Okay. We good? I think yes. we're good. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, chapter one starts with Jake <laughs> ignoring a nuke. Yeah. So, careful readers and listeners from last episode will know that the last book ended on a cliffhanger of Axe flying with a nuke into town. That ended somehow. Doesn't matter. Well, no, Helen Guru was right to ignore what that last book was, because that last book was awful. It, not good. So, this book starts with Jake at home. Right. Let's just pretend that last book didn't happen. And... A storm is coming. A storm? A storm is coming. Is Q involved? No. Okay. <laughs> no. So Jake's mom is heading out to grab dinner. She wants Jake to clean the basement. Okay. Normal stuff. Yeah. Jake's, he's going to get $20 out of it. He's going to okay. get $20 out of it. But Jake's having a hard time. A hard ass time. Mom pulled on her rain jacket. I piled some storage boxes at the top of the stairs. If you want a cozy place for you and your friends to hang out, I suggest you get to work. Cozy place. I almost laughed out loud. There wasn't going to be a cozy place anywhere if we didn't come up with a plan to stop the Yurk invasion. I opened the door to the basement. A tall stack of cardboard boxes blocked my way. Fine. I was the leader of a group of resistance fighters. Earth's only hope for freedom, and I had to clean the basement, turn a lousy 20 bucks. <laughs> Talk about irony. I gave the boxes a gentle nudge, not meaning for them to tumble to the bottom of the stairs, which they did. Jake! Mom frowned and paused at the door. I'm counting on you! Then she was gone. I began to close the windows in the living room and the kitchen. The sky was getting darker, heavy, and threatening. Yeah, there was going to be a storm. I'm not a poetic kind of guy, usually. But this afternoon, I couldn't help but notice that today's weather situation was a good metaphor for my mood. <laughs> were you Solid start. Were you trying to be the Batman? I was trying to be war-beaten Jake. Oh, okay. Was Did I sound like the Batman? That's, yeah, a, com- yeah, that's were, a compliment I, to I me. I thought you were going for Batman. That was very Batman of me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, had Batman vibes to it. Woo! I, I, I'm back, baby. <laughs> and honestly, like, I was so excited for this first chapter because this is a good start. 
It is a right? strong start. It's and it's, like part of the reason why I liked it because it really illustrated my mood at the time, <laughs> which is that like it reminded me of having to work when you feel the world is ending. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you still have to show up, but also, like, you know, uh, there's disease and war and yeah. famine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, you have to go, you know, do your laundry and, like, pick up milk. <laughs> yeah, 2,000 people are a day are dying. Uh, everything shut down. But, hey, you still have to pay rent. Yeah, somebody has to make that ETL table, Tyler. It's Ugh. not going to be you. No. That's not, right. Not going to be me. That's right. Hmm. So we do. We get a We get a voice here from Jake that... We get only in really good books, and that Jake has a voice. Right. That's n- and Jake's voice right now is moody. Yeah, he's <laughs> moody. Batman-esque. He's tired. He's beat down. He's <sighs> he's hating life. He's hating everything. That's right. He doesn't care about twenty dollars. He's caring about the world right now. Yeah. Bottom line: Earth is losing its soul. People have to know. There's no doubt in my mind about that. They have to be made to see. But going public, taking that major step, holy shit! Sometimes no, Jake, it's too Jake's much. Getting black pill right now. He yeah, like the, a storm is coming for Jake, oh, and no. it's QAnon. <laughs> oh no! We mean that the, as, earth, the earth is losing its soul, Tyler. Oh no! Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> the basement, the basement of where exactly? That's right. Of <laughs> maybe of a certain pizza joint. Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, she was going out for pizza. No, um. <laughs> Hmm. So, Jake's going through these boxes in the basement, sees some of Tom's stuff. He's like, he puts his mom's stuff in a box labeled mom's stuff, dad's stuff in a box labeled dad's stuff. He sees some of Tom's stuff and he labels it trash, throws it all away because Tom is trash. <laughs> Tom's an evil trash monster. Like, yeah, no, he, he says that word for word. Yeah, Tom's right. old schoolwork from before he became a controller. I threw the stack into another box and started to write his name on the lid. Stopped. Crossed it out. Printed. Trash. I didn't have a brother anymore. <laughs> like, I, I love this Jake. I oh love, like, the crow Jake. Yeah. <laughs> like, this Jake rules. We find, listeners, we finally said it. This Jake rules. Yeah. It's a shame what happens to him. <laughs> yeah, it's really a shame what this book becomes. Um. Yeah, so, but, like, so while he's cleaning, though, um, he he uh, uncovers a, a a box that looks like it's sort of precious, like a chest almost. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing, right? Yeah. Oh my god, my notes. It says "old fashioned chest" and then in all caps, "Please don't be some magic shit." <laughs> That's literally <laughs> no, I, what it says. Why not though? Have we had magic yet? We've had talking whales. Uh, I mean, the Elemist, uh, <laughs> uh, the evil robot eye from space, or yeah. the dinosaur friend. I don't uh, time travel. I don't know. Do you think time travel is magic or science? <laughs> uh, who's to say? You know, some people might say that advanced science, it might appear like magic I'm to us. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, uh, yeah, but he finds like an old timey chest, a cool looking chest. Belonging to gra- uh, for Jake from Grandpa G. Rip, Gr- Grandpa G. <laughs> the name Fitz Henry in raised leather letters. Oh, boy. They... People who haven't read this book don't know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, have you ever found like an, somebody else's diary? You're living in a house filled with my family's old diaries. Yes. What was above your bed up until like oh, three years ago? A picture of my great great grandfather. And it was more than three years ago. Right. It was like a really early picture of my family. 
A daguerreotype. It was yeah. on glass. So, Lauren, I'll tell you this. Uh, the house I'm living in right now was built by my great-grandfather. He died in this house. My great-grandmother died in this house. Mm-hmm. Uh, my great-aunt died in this house. Wow. This is the family house where my family comes to die. And it is your elephant graveyard. <laughs> well, yes, our family's large. Thank you. <laughs> but it was when we first moved in, because Nate and I moved in in a time of a great emotional turmoil for me. And, you know, Nate doesn't care where he lives. He just right. came. We, we were friends. We want to live together. I ramble along. We moved into my great grandma's house. It's still got a bunch of old lady shit in it. But there was this picture of my ancestors that I used to have unprotected sex under. And wow. You should have been protected. <laughs> That's the I was. The spirits had me. <laughs> Wait, okay, where's this going, though? I thought we were talking about a I'm journal. just saying, we live in a house full of my family's old memories. I just, I would never read someone else's journal. That seems weird. I would. Lauren, would you read someone else's journal? Um, If they were dead, yeah. I think if they were alive, it would give me more pause. Yeah, um, that makes sense, right? They might catch you. Great, another pretty freaking... Pretty much, yeah. This is really just self-preservation. I just don't want to get my ass kicked for reading somebody's journal. But like, Lauren's a Lauren's a freaking furry over here. More paws. Well, I, I learned two things now. One, I, I learned that you're afraid of getting beaten up by your family. <laughs> and two, that you don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> so, we're learning all sorts of things. Ugh. I, I'm but... Bl- I also feel, I feel like it's how I came by it. Like, if I was, like, walking around someone's house and I found it... I would be way less likely to read it than if someone handed it to me. Like, here's a book for you. I'd be like, well, <laughs> clearly. And now that I think about it, yeah, Jake did just give him this book as a gift. Yeah. It's expected for him to read it. Yeah, the chest, the book, all of it. Either way. Either way, he finds this old book. The uh, uh, the front leaf reads Isaiah, uh, sorry, Lieutenant Isaiah Fitzhenry. <laughs> right? And then uh, he kind of skims it open and he leaves it on the on the the book mm-hmm. on the, the box and just runs upstairs he doesn't care <laughs> no because someone's here watch well the storm happens breaks a window he covers the window up and he says i wish all all problems could be this easy to solve <laughs> like right. jake is he's dark now right dark jake is dark jake is good and dark jake's number one enemy comes home calling him dark jake. oh god no, i no. did it without even thinking of, oh god <laughs> Lauren, thank God you're here. <laughs> Tyler, what do you mean by dark? I just feel I'm like... I'm evil. Oh, no. In <laughs> chapter two, it's going to be cool. And then in it's chapter like 12, it's going to be a, a freaking mess. But yeah. Uh, no. So depressed, beaten down Jake. Bat Jake. <laughs> There's a lesson here about being precise in your language, said, huh? I would have said brooding. Brooding Jake. Okay. Or I would have said the crow. Crow if I Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Can't rain all the time, he says. This is the storm happens. <laughs> I feel like I need to just see this movie at some point. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen The Crow? You no. should watch The Crow. What oh, are you man. About? No. The Crow was like, that was one of the first movies I ever had a crush on a dude. Fucking Brandon Lee. God damn. Yeah. I skipped my grandmother's funeral to watch The Crow and have a weird feeling in my tummy. That's, we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, because he's dead now. <laughs> he's dead now. He's oh, protecting no. me. That's the spirit I met that was protecting me. The, the actual crow. Yeah, the actual crow. Uh, Jake goes upstairs evil brother tom there evil J- brother tom no <laughs> and then like we cut to the next and then we just go next chapter chapter three isaiah fitzhenry sinkler's yeah. ridge tennessee december here i'll, I'll do the old time yeah voice. please do the old timey voice <laughs> 
Singler's Ridge, Tennessee, December 23rd, 1864, early morning. We knew that General Forrest and his cavalry are coming out there. But will he come? Will he ever come? And if he does, shall we be ready? That kind of sounded erotic, actually. No, no, it was it was good. It was very you you had the Matthew Broderick glory down. <laughs> we watched Glory before this. Okay, we okay. No, since you brought it up, we watched a half hour of Glory, but in preparation for this book. Uh, Lauren, have you seen the movie Glory? No, I have not. They showed it to us in, in school. school. They made us watch the movie Glory. Do you know what the movie Glory is about? I do not. It's about a. A rich dandy son of an abolitionist who leads a battalion of freed slaves in the oh, Civil no. War, <laughs> and it it's what Denzel Washington got his first Oscar for. Like he's great in the movie, but the movie itself is like, ooh, rewatching it now, it's like the the theme of the movie is a white man set them free. Yes, and <laughs> it, it has that vibe of like it's not about the actual soldiers; it's about. This this brave abolitionist leader who who comes to to uh, you know accept these these troop of uh, you know uh, rabble rousers. <laughs> the sad thing is, as soon as you said that they made you watch it or like they had you watch it or whatever, I was like, oh, then it must be like a white savior version of the story because that's yes. the only reason it would be it would have been it's, shown. It dances with like, wolves, but with like you know <laughs> the wolves are Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman. <laughs> And, no, like, and I'm not lying. There's a scene where Matthew Broderick <laughs> goes to a fancy lad party. Yeah. And and he gets summoned over by his like superior in the military. He's like, come on, I'd like you to meet someone. Uh Matthew Broderick meets Frederick Douglass. No. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see you again, Robert. Governor Andrew. Robert, have you met Frederick Douglass? Mr. Douglas. I understand you were at Antietam. Yes. A great and a terrible day. Well, I could use your help, Robert. The governor is proposing to raise a regiment of Negro soldiers. No, no, no. It was not just my idea. Mr. Douglas and We will of offer pride and dignity to those who have known only degradation. Colored soldiers, Rob. Just think of it. Wonderful. Frederick Douglass is like, I am building this this uh, battalion for for you. <laughs> yeah. and, and he gives like a knowing yeah, nod. Yeah, he gives him a knowing nod. Like, this white boy is all right. It's honestly. Lord, watch Glory. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> no, no, please do. And then he gets sucked off by Sojourner Truth. It's the wildest shit. No, I, that's not. It's awful. It's. No, like, but the thing is, though, and I was thinking about this, Tyler. Okay. How, how many black kids did you have in your class? Uh, we were in the same class. Why don't you answer that so I don't look so bad? The answer is zero. Zero. We had no black kids in our class. So it was one of those things where, like, nobody's going to be uncomfortable watching Glory. <laughs> right? But, like, yeah. like what, I don't know. I, I feel like that maybe would not have been shown. Uh, Glory? And, yeah. If there was a black kid? Yeah. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> it absolutely would have. Okay. I mean, yeah, you can yeah. confirm that. All right. <laughs> As, so growing up, I was the only black kid in the class, so I can confirm. Okay. Oh fuck. That for me, th- that type of thing. That movie wasn't shown, but yes, they they don't. Okay. They don't care. That's not Be- a thing. <laughs> because the o- I hate th- I hate this like trope in media, especially regarding the Civil War, about how slaves and slavery and freed slaves 
were there to be development for the white characters? Well, let's get into it. Let's see the development of Isaiah Fitzhenry. Oh, boy. Yeah, because he okay. grows and changes. He's a dynamic uh-huh, character. Sure. Here That's we go. right. Okay. So he goes into this camp, right? He, yeah. He, um, he's in he, Sinkless Ridge, Tennessee. Right. And he's like relieving like somebody from their post, I think. Yeah. He like the other captain died, right? And now he's young and has assumed control of the detachment, the the squadron. Yeah. The idea here being that he's a sit-in for Jake, right? Yeah. He's, he's not used, he's, he's 20. He's young. Not yet, not yet a man, but now a leader. Why did I make him British? I don't know. Not but, yet a man, but now I'm a leader of men. <laughs> That, that uh, accent went everywhere. Is that, <laughs> is that Civil War? <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> Crocky, the Rebels got better boomerangs. Maybe it's like the Emu War. Like, <laughs> nope. No. Oh, wow. No, no, I'm kidding. I was, I'm not even going to... Lauren, you could get Tyler so many times, you just get to skewer him. Yeah, it's you, just like, it's too easy. It's too easy. Yeah, it is. I've been called easy before. That's fine. Okay, so... The idea- I like the fuck. What? What? Congrats. What? <laughs> Proud of you, Tyler. <laughs> he should be. So Isaiah Fitzhenry, he's a Jake sit-in because yes. he's young. He doesn't want leadership, and he kind of got pushed into it, mm-hmm. right? But he he does he comes to like kind of like the idea of leadership a little bit here. Like he's like, oh, I, I command a hundred men. That's kind of cool. Yeah, right. And um, and he's walking around. His men are wounded. The mm-hmm. fever's spreading. It's cold. It's Christmas Eve. His men are dying. Right. And he's just this boy leading them. And he's doubtful. It's overwhelming. The rebel army could show up anytime and just fucking fillet their asses. Right. And it's almost guaranteed they will. Yes. Right. They they know that mm-hmm. this place is going to be a big target because it's like a train junction there, yeah. looking for hard tack, mm-hmm. um, coffee, beaver pelts, which we'll get into. Like okay, can we talk about coffee? Like, why do they need coffee? Like, I know like it tastes hey, good. Uh, I'm dead without my coffee, but like, you don't need coffee. <laughs> like, maybe like <laughs> because these these brothers fighting brothers would be dead without their coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just like ship food. This sounds like they need food. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe medicine. <laughs> coffee is medicine. All right. Well, anyways, chapter three. Readers and men, perhaps more, stood before me in an uneven line. Tall, short. Wide, slight, mismatched shirts and their pants unified by a state of profound wear, as though each man had been born into the world with just one suit of clothes and was still wearing it. Such blistering soles on their feet I have never seen on my own ill-provisioned man. Mere suggestions of boots. Near them on the dirt-rested raggedy knapsacks tied to their rickety sticks. Uh, yeah, who is he describing? <laughs> he is describing the black people that have come from the hills to fight for their freedom. Ugh, I don't know how to handle this in any classy way. The book sure didn't. Okay. So, like, yeah, they, they show up and they're like, we're here to fight, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, Nate, do it as they would do it. Say it oh, like no. this. <laughs> no, no, no. So, oh, no, Ty, here's how I would say it. We're prepared to fight, sir. Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> I was. What accent do you think I was gonna do? I was thinking of the one that they write later on in the book. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> honestly yes, that is probably what they would. It's one that yeah. Uh, it it would be like Andre Brower in uh, in uh, Glory, where he's like, "I'm educated. I was born a free man, and I can read." And Denzel Washington's like, "Boy, shoot." What? I didn't do anything. <laughs> that was a line from the movie. <laughs> this whole episode is me pointing at you and judging. <laughs> what, what else you got? <laughs> I, <didn't, 
Come on. No. No. Well, okay. What did they look like? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were they were the color of every dark hue. That's what they say in this book. Like, do you want me to pull the quote? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> no, in glory, the the captain from Brooklyn Nine Nine plays the smart black guy. That's his role. Yeah, right. And they make fun of him for it. Yeah, they do. So okay, so I regret this. <laughs> Isaiah Fritz-Henry. Ty, your escape is just to move along with the plot. You stewing it? No, I'm doing another <laughs> Denzel impression. <laughs> My favorite part of Glory is when the the rebels are coming and and Denzel he's like holding Morgan Freeman. Matthew Broderick's like get him, and he's like King Kong ain't got shit on me. And then Matthew Broderick's like. Hey man, you got any coffee? And and Denzel Washington's like, shit, you'd like to get wet? <laughs> and you never they, see Training Day? That and, movie rules. And then they light Denzel Washington on fire, like the movie Man on Fire. <laughs> Does he ever get lit on fire in that movie? No, someone else gets lit on fire. The yeah. man on fire is a metaphor because he's angry that someone stole someone he cares about, a little girl. Dakota Fanning. So Isaiah <laughs> Isaiah says, like, listen, we can't give you weapons. Mm-hmm. For obviously. Yeah. So <laughs> what's the reason, Nate? Right. Well, the Obviously. reason is they're afraid that they're gonna they shoot him for revenge. <laughs> which I mean, hey, yeah, they pretty they call this out pretty quick. They're like, we cannot arm these people because what if they cause a fuss and steal all our chickens? Yeah, that's a thing they yeah, say yeah, in yep, this book, yeah, right? Um, the so- the people come down, the black people come down, and they say, we want to fight, we want to fight, right? But like, sorry, no. Here's a shovel. We need defenses. We'll yeah. put you into fatigue work. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, <laughs> um, who, who's the, the leader? leader guy? Jacob. 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 Right. right. So Jacob says. Yakub. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. I don't, I don't get it. You don't get that? I really don't. Yakub, no. uh, he was the one who invented evil white people or something. What? Oh, my God. I'm only half from it. Keep talking about the book. I'll look it Hi, up. Your racism has ascended to a level that no, no, I no, can't no, even no, understand. no, 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 it's no. It's out of control. He's out of control. I'll look, it's, it's, continue with the book. I will look it up. He's ascended, like we've said. No. <laughs> he's in the floating place. No, please keep going. <laughs> okay, he's like, we're free men, Lieutenant. Okay, Everyone. okay. In the beliefs of the Nation of Islam, Yaku was a black scientist who lived six hundred or 6,600 years ago and began the creation of the white races... He is said to have done this through a form of selective breeding, which is referred to as grafting while he was living on the island of Potmos. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the island, what's the island of Potmos? <laughs> Look, I only, I learned a lot on the internet and Yakub created evil white people. <laughs> we are free men, Lieutenant. Everyone in this line would rather die than lose that freedom. Uh, but like they 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 begrudgingly agree to to take the defenses because that that's kind of like yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll do we'll do a job to make Lincoln proud. They say. <laughs> and, I uh, died when I read that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last time you made Lincoln proud. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't say that I have. I don't think I have. Oh dang. I don't. I don't vote for Republicans. <laughs> Oh Sorry. Sorry. That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like to think I make Lincoln proud. I'm I'm Lincoln's wildest dreams. I should get a t-shirt with what? that. <laughs> yeah. Can we get that t-shirt? Can you describe Lincoln's wildest dreams? 
<laughs> my head's fixed. <laughs> Black people are free and my head's all in one piece again. <laughs> That's wild, Lincoln. <laughs> I can't believe you're dreaming that. Because <laughs> it's so untrue. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's an expression that I'm my ancestors' wildest dreams, but um, mm-hmm. I think in this case, Lincoln might be more important. I think, I think you know... Based on this book, I, I just want to make Lincoln proud. I hope this podcast makes Lincoln proud, to be honest. I don't think I can ever show my face on the podcast or the internet ever again after this one. <laughs> Only your ass. I'll show my ass right now. Bring. Oh, it's a call. Bring. Uh, hello. Oh, hi, Jake. So, uh, Cassie's calling. Yeah, Cassie calls. Uh, sorry, I must have hit the wrong speed dial, but while I have you, I've been meaning to tell you that Toby... Toby asked me to thank you for loaning her your history notes. I think she likes you. So Jake got a secret message from Cassie saying Toby is uh is in trouble. Bad yes. news bad news with Toby. That's that's uh, we're talking of course about uh LeVar Burton and Roots. <laughs> Toby. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about Toby. Jake brought this up before the pod. I said don't do that. <laughs> no, we're talking Look. They made this parallel. I hate them for it. Uh, they're yeah, talking like, and like that's the thing. Like we can't rule that out as a possibility now. Maybe they did think that. Oh I, no! I just right, I, because, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. see, yeah, no. see, right. That's no. why. That's why this book is so pernicious and awful because it does little shit like this. You cannot ignore. <gasps> Was it planned? I don't know. No, there's no way. There's like, maybe, no though, way. Like. Uh, who, leader of sure, a <laughs> sure they named toby after tobias but why would they call tobias toby the parallels are there and i don't know maybe we're crazy i don't think we are these are it know, was let, a phenomenon let's keep on going let's we gotta keep on going all right yeah they're talking so, about toby hemi the seer leader of the hork pajir free colony that's right so um, Jake knows their trouble. Jake, There's trouble. Jake drinks an entire glass of orange juice, which is weird. <laughs> uh, so he, he flies out. He goes to the Hor- the Valley of the hork uh the secret valley of the hork mm-hmm. Um And, you know, on the way, he thinks about what Axe did. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, well, he says, like, you know, I was a little bit proud, but also mad. That he knocked me out and stole a nuke. <laughs> right. And was going to blow up my family and everyone we knew. <laughs> right. Little, little. I was proud and mad. We just don't talk about it now. Right. That's it. Yeah. And people defend that book. It's not great. That book sucks. By the way, we forgot to mention that Jake was unable to identify a bayonet in the beginning of this book. (laughs) He didn't know what that was, but he knew everything about the Nimitz class cruiser. But he doesn't. Nepal, don't you dare do it. The dog is about to walk through our cords. I love you. I'll kill you. Nepal, go for it. So okay, so Jake gets to the the valley, and uh, Toby has some news. Uh, Toby says this. Uh, how should I do Toby's voice? Next thing I think about, it. Okay. <laughs> no, t- that, that t- it's not racist. It's only when you laugh when it makes it racist. What you know, could be racist about spreading joy and laughter? I never actually thought about like what Hork Bajir sound like. Well, they sound like <laughs> right, like they always make that weird grunting noise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? No, do their voice. Okay. We raided a Yurk facility <laughs> yesterday, Jake. <laughs> a day's journey from here. <laughs> we- <laughs> it sounds like brooding, Jake. <laughs> 
We rescued four of our people, but one of our warriors was captured. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, here's another thing that I'm going to point out now. All Hork-Bajir, whether they be male or female, one horn or three horns or two horns, mm-hmm. um, they all look alike and they all sound the same. Oh, Oh right? my god. <laughs> no, it's said. It's true. It was said that way, right? It's your turn to look crazy and racist. I'm not racist. <laughs> See, look how easy that was. <laughs> all right. So, chapter 6, um they're all talking about like, okay, wait. So, a Hork-Bajir has been captured. Uh the Yurks are they're going to be coming here soon to like raid the camp because they're looking for these free Hork-Bajir. Um so Marco has the right idea of like, hey, let's just move them move them a little bit along. <laughs> <laughs> move camp like it, like mm-hmm. what you built a couple of buildings maybe and then you know, he's do it again right down the road um but toby says no right toby says no because she wants to fight for her valley. yeah this is her home i kind of hate that <laughs> right do you uh i don't hate it because if you have a home and you feel like you should fight for your home fight for your home I, I mean, like, what? yes, it is, like, their choice, but at the same time, like, I've never been so attached to land that I couldn't move to another spot. Well, I mean, yes, that's you, but a lot of people feel a lot of things about the land they live on. I guess. I mean, Lauren, would you, like, you've been living in a place for 20 years, let's say, mm-hmm. and then uh, all of a sudden, like, um, let's say 50 people want to take it from you. Mm-hmm. Would you just move? <laughs> I would just move. Yeah. So you're I saying. Would... Go ahead. I was just going to say, so you're saying the Palestinians should just move. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't asking you. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I mean, I I feel like I would just move. I I understand, though, like where Toby is coming from, because this is also not just like, oh, this is my house, right? This is like Mm -hmm. the the place. Like, this is like the definition of freedom, right? Like, all of these workers uh-huh. here have been, you know, taken by Yerks and stuff. And like, this place represents more than just like her house. So, like, I, I get it. I also get it- that it's needed for the book, right? Like, something needs, someone needs to say, no, we have to stay and fight. I do. Yeah, I, I guess. Dumb civil war shit. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, make a stand. Every time somebody says, like, make a stand, though, I'm just like, I don't know, dude, just move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have said in the past, we are noble cowards who will just run. That's who we are. Yeah. But you want like, hey, the Elmist gave them this valley, right? So maybe, and I mean the the nature of that home. It's like the first free home that an entire species has had in decades. I could get why it's special. The motivation makes sense, even if I don't agree with it. Yeah, but it takes a. You know what it does? It takes convincing for Jake to accept it. Yeah, right, because they have a vote, which is stupid. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here, you heard it, folks. You heard it here. Nate says voting stupid. I, yeah, kind of. <laughs> depends on depends on like local elections. Yeah, vote in local elections. Um, but anyways, like so, Jake says like all those who want to live stand here with me. I oh, sorry, Marco <laughs> says this. In correction, Marco says this. All of those who want to live stand over here with me. Those who want to die at the hands of the Yerks stand over there with Toby. And they all just like silently move over to Toby. And it's like okay, well, I guess I guess we're doing this. Right. Um, chapter seven, Isaiah Fitzhenry. Ooh, there's a little thing I want to touch on in this chapter, too. Okay, go on. So, Isaiah Fitzhenry, we have learned that they've captured a rebel troop, right? Got him. There's a rebel troop who's wounded in a battle, and they have him captured in the medical tent. Mm-hmm. And so, Isaiah goes to the medical tent to question this rebel troop. 
And it this is directly from the text. He kicked the air and lunged as if to strike me, but the pain in his upper arm would not allow it. He fell back in a heap, cursing, sweating, and I forgot my anger long enough to empathize. This low-ranking rebel was fighting for a cause he thought was right, for his home, his people. He was badly mistaken. But that didn't change his valiant spirit. Were our roles reversed, I hope I would rally in kind. Um, so, so far, that may seem like nothing, and it probably is nothing, mm-hmm. but this is the character empathizing and humanizing a rebel slave owner more than the uh, group of free slaves who want to fight for their home. And it's little touches like this that I think are just blueprints for the reader to sympathize with the Southern uh, slave owners more so than the slaves in this book or the ex-slaves in this book. And I think that is uh, pernicious and malicious and I think it needed calling out. Okay. I think that the thing that happens after is way, way worse. Go on. Okay. So after he, you know, he, he squeezes this rebel soldier for information and, ah, the bumbling fool, he tells him that there's a, a big troop of Forrester's men uh, ready to, to sack the camp. Um, so he got him, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, cool. Got, got that information. I'm going to go say hi to my friend. Yeah, um, Mac Carson. Mac Carson. Um, and Matt Carson is uh, resting up in this tent and it goes like this. Um, 30 men came down from the hills this morning. They want to fight. Thank God, Mac said firmly. His family was progressive on all counts. Abolitionism among them. You need the men and they have a right to fight. It's their war too now. Be rational, Mac. You sound like the little man who leads them. Jacob? Okay, now skip down to, has he been whipped? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> has he has he been whipped? I imagine so, though probably not often. I've sometimes thought that living under the threat of whipping and punishment would be just as bad as itself. Perhaps worse. <sighs> so, like, uh, that, that oh part is worse to me. Because I no like these two things happen back to back because it's it's like it's pain role playing. Uh-huh. It's like oh that's so atrocious. That is so atrocious, right? Like that that feeling of just like oh those poor souls, those poor souls, and you know it, it's 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 a distancing of right. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people hurt in this tent, right? Yeah, they like they <laughs> go out of their way to talk about you know body parts being cut off, right? People screaming, people uh-huh. blinded, and it's just like. Hey, why do why do you care so much about these slaves being whipped? Oh, it's because it's you're not them. Right? Yeah, it, and it, honestly, a, sometimes just thinking of whipping may be worse than the whipping. Right. Well, it, it's just Ugh. like, well, no, that they, and there's that, but also it's like this <laughs> this distancing of like you are watching a show and that is awful. Mm-hmm. You don't talk yeah. about the thing that actually hurts, which is like these people screaming around you, right? And, like somebody calling out for their mother, like you know. But instead, it's, it's like it, it's this viewing of and just like you know kibitzing about it that seems um yeah dehumanizing right they're watching the show yeah and this is like another piece of this is something that white writers do a lot in the fetishization fetishization i can't say it of uh slavery and whipping and all of this and i don't like it, it made me viscerally uncomfortable it's war porn yeah 
It's slavery porn. It is slavery porn. It's yeah. Civil War slavery well, porn. Well, I mean, be careful. They probably exist. Uh, well, you, hold on. Mm. Uh, Siri, Rule 34, Civil War porn. No, I'm not you doing that. You already know. You already know. But, yeah, but yeah, it it wasn't like gawking because they're not there to see the actual event, but it had this this vibe of like... It was salacious. <sighs> yeah. In a weird way. <laughs> what? No. It's just... <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, for you, maybe. No, but like what? it had that vibe of just like, ooh, forbidden. Like, you know, the, like it, it's... They, they like, were talking about it and not even thinking about it. You know, This like, like sick curiosity. They're like, ooh, has he been whipped? I wonder, like, you know, like just kind of looking over to be like, oh, I wonder. I don't know. It, it's... I mean, it's that whole thing of voyeuristic voyeuristic there we go and, that's the yeah. word and <laughs> there was that I don't know how you feel about it Lauren but I've heard critiques of the phrase black bodies and how that reduces people down to their body rather than the humanity of them and that felt very kind of black body to me this whole have they been whipped like 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 being whipped is a rite of passage mm-hmm. I don't know I don't like it I don't like any of it yeah this this I think was the first part of the book where I was like Mm, I don't like that because like there's a lot of stuff that I've seen where like okay that's not true I I didn't like most of the book leading up to this either but like this was the first time that I was like that's really bad as opposed to kind of just <laughs> yeah, eye, yeah. eye rolling like oh, right. okay here we go you know right it's like Cassie will say something like okay Cassie everything's but. like oh, okay sure I mean I, you mm-hmm. know this is par for the course right like it's not shocking and this was the first time I was like ooh that's I don't like that at all. Like, yeah, this is a new kind of horror that Animorphs is. I mean, let's be honest. Animorphs has a race problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, in these books, Marco. It's no JK race problem, <laughs> but it is a race problem. Oh, man. It's, don't get me started. <laughs> no, we, we should. We should talk about that. <laughs> Marco's name is not. Um, um, <laughs> Uh, tacos Rodriguez, you know, like it's not bad. It's not like uh, outwardly racist. It's, you know, it's it's uh, like Animorphs commits the sin of inclusivity without authenticity. I would say in that, sure, Marco is there, and at one point mentions how he speaks a little Spanish, but any culture, ethnicity, race does not come into play. And the only time Cassie's race really comes into play is when someone calls her the N-word and she has to fight it. Because for the most part, I mean, this was written by two white people, a a menagerie of white people, ghostwriters probably wrote these books. And the, they, I mean, they didn't try, well, they do try to claim some of that other culture or race, but... It, it's it's not malicious, so it's like... what? Yeah, it's, it's not the hook-nosed goblins who are going to steal your children and run the banks, like right. Harry Potter. It's not malicious, oh my God. but it is racist. Yes. You know, so it's like... Oh, it's racist, but it means well, which is still bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's racist, but it makes you... Okay, what it is, is just like here to make white people feel better about slavery. Yes. Okay, I feel a little bit. I feel nicer now. Look out, like this nice person. He's like, no, they're just people, and that makes me feel good. Um, let's I didn't move look on. it up beforehand. Is is Ellen Giroux white? I don't want to just like accuse her of being white, and we don't actually know if that's true. I hold on. I'll do a quick. I close the Yakub page. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I need to look up Yakub. <laughs> it's really interesting stuff. I did a lot of reading. Is it like Time Cube? Is it like a Time Cube? I mean. There's uh, there's no pictures. I see a picture of a baby. I see Catherine Alice Applegate. But it's just 
covers of Animorphs. Well, okay. No, like, we can't find it. Right, uh, She's white until proven well, otherwise. Okay, like, <laughs> right. How about, how about She's this? She's not beating the allegations yet. But. How about this? Like, does it matter if she's white? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's like, listen, <laughs> yes, things, yes. there are two answers to that. Either yes or no. And I think like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So the chapter ends like this. Uh, Tyler, why don't you take this? The end of the chapter. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, are, are we say like, we can't say it, right? Um, All right. I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you. I'll give you a freebie. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, say, say yes, this, please. Uh, how, about you... I read, how about I read every word, you read the one word, <laughs> and then we keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, all right, here we go. Here are we, we going to have that conversation? Probably. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Is this podcast about Animorphs anymore? What's no, not anymore. <laughs> well, how can it be with this book? How can it be? I, I'm, I'm fine moving along. Yep. Reigns doesn't think we'll be able to hold off the enemy, I said. Mac coughed and nodded. I can't say this next part. <laughs> Let the Negroes fight, he said. I rose to my feet in frustration. Isaiah, Mac said, catching my arm. There are only hope. And in my Ooh. notes, I have, literally, I wrote in my notes that exact line, and I wrote afterwards, the way I'm about to tear this book up. <laughs> That's what it please, says. <laughs> by all means, please tear this book up, because... So far, this is an unforgivable book and chapter. The very next note, by the way, I have after that is, OMG, are we the hork Bajir? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? actually. Yeah, that's her, yes, yes. I was yeah, like, I hope, I hope <sighs> not, but no, here we are. Yeah, con- congratulations. Like, can, if this book had none of the Civil War stuff, it would be a great book. Yeah, well, or it would be an Animorphs let, book. Let's keep on yeah. moving. Let's, let's keep the pace, pace going here. Um, so chapter eight, we're a Jake chapter, mm-hmm. right? And he says, they're risking everything for their freedom. We have to respect that, Rachel said. And, and like, it, it's a, it's a freedom heavy book. Yeah. Right. So. Free or die. Free or die. And right. So the Animorphs are kind of like judging whether or not they're going to jump in. And eventually they, they decide they, they're going to, right? Yeah. Um, and Jake jumps in with this. He's like, yeah, well, I hope you people understand uh, what you're getting into. This ain't gonna be pretty. They are. <laughs> I that joke for Toby. <laughs> they understand more than you have given them credit for, Jake. They've been called upon to defend themselves before. They've been through a lot. <laughs> I nodded sheepishly and looked at the dirt. <laughs> Sorry, I nodded, <laughs> I nodded sheepishly and looked back at the dirt map. And so, um,. You know, they're, they're kind of drawing up battle plans. They're getting ready for the big fight. Mm-hmm. Yerks, they're coming, so we, we need to get ready to, to fight them off. Um, so Somewhere along the way, I don't know how this came up, uh, they started talking about racism, too. Um, <sighs> right, so I think it's Marco. Yeah. So Marco says this. I'm sorry. We, we don't think of you as, as freaks, right? <laughs> But to the average guy on the street, Toby, humans can't even deal with the uh, humans who root for a rival football team. Yes, Toby said uh, slowly. I have learned that humans don't care for groups unlike their own. Well, that's not always true. Newsflash, your average suburbanite ain't going to tolerate a seven-foot-tall bladed alien for a neighbor. I mean, carpooling? Toby is a soccer mom? Think about it. Toby's eyes dropped. I'm sorry, we don't think of you as freaks, but the average guy on the street, Toby, humans can't even deal with other humans. Like, that was before what you read. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's some nimby-ass shit. Like, uh, yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
right? And so, yeah, yeah. So, and like, honestly, that's why this 100% is, you know, Harbinger black people allegory. Right. And well, here's the really shitty part about this. That Now that I'm talking this out, is that this book is not for black people. No. Right? Nope. Like, <laughs> Lauren, you are not the target audience of this no. book. No, no, very much not. Right? But also, like, that must suck. Like, black children also are not the target audience of this book. This book is written for white people to learn about racism. Right? To be honest, like, it didn't, I don't want to say it didn't bother me, but it wasn't a surprise to me. Okay. Well, that's, that's kind of worse. How the majority, that's worse. That's, I hate that's, it. That's how the majority of, like, literature already is. Like, for, you know, especially kids' <sighs> books and stuff, like, most of it is that ish. Yeah, but Animorphs had not know. been that, right? It hadn't. You're right. But this. Yeah. yeah this, but it is now. Well, th- this is. This is. Yeah. We'll just burn all copies of this book. <laughs> um, so, okay. Can you imagine, like, probably the conservative Animorphs fan, this is his favorite book. <laughs> you should ask him. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, after after that, that fun little conversation they have about NIMBYism, um, we move on to chapter nine with Isaiah Fitzhenry. Oh, um, the party. It's Christmas. It's a Christmas party. Oh, happy days. Uh, uh, several townsmen were there. Joe Miller was there. Susan Miller was there. They, they've made so many good foods. Figgy pudding. Uh, ham. Uh, they've brought their favorite dish, racism. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we can talk about that some more. Uh, yeah, this whole party is basically the townspeople like, saying stuff like, hey, why are you letting those black people in our town? And hey, you know you can't give them guns, right? Like, that. this is all shit from this chapter. It's like, we cannot arm them. They'll steal our chickens. Well, let's. we have to read that. Like, uh, <sighs> So, okay. Do we? Yes. Um, we could just, we could skip that and just do the song. There's a random song, and I was like, has I hear there the ever bugle. been a song in an Animorphs yeah. book before? <laughs> I hear the bugle sound the calls for revel and drill, for water stable and tattooed for taps. And all was still. I hear it sound the sick call grim, and see the men in line with faces wry as they drink down their whiskey and quinine. They're new quaaludes. <laughs> Ty, did you know that one? Did you just air horn me? Yes. <laughs> did, did, did you know that one already? Was no, that I just did. The no, I just did that. You weren't even looking at your book. It's. That <laughs> <laughs> was impressed. God damn. How did you, you know that? He sings it every night before bed. That's you know. <laughs> yeah. I rebel yell every time I come. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Yahoo. No, that's the juggalos. It's different. <laughs> uh, that's the same. <laughs> so okay. So uh, the the main the main racist is Joe Miller. He's mm-hmm. he's the the leader racist. Ooh, and yes. um, <laughs> and well yeah he's just like oh you joking? We're not gonna give him guns the. Yeah, and then, and then he says this, right? He says the line. The, it's your favorite line. <laughs> um, he wouldn't go within 50 feet of those people. I don't need to meet a wolf to know that he'll cause all kinds of mischief. They'll take our chickens, our pigs, the house. The rebels will do far worse if they take the town. The have offered to help. They've offered their lives. If you treat them like equals, lieutenant, they'll begin to believe it. The color in Miller's face was rising. For God's sake, if you let them fight, they'll begin to believe that they deserve other liberties. Where would it go from there? Would you have them living here in Sinkler's Ridge? In a house? 
on the main street? Chuckles rippled through the group of townspeople, most of whom had stopped their chatter now to listen in. He was just like cracking into some Brazil nuts and just like doing everything that's racist. (laughs) Why are Brazil nuts racist? Well, I I mean, they were called. uh, Were called what? (laughs) I'm not going to say it. It it doesn't work on me, though, because, yeah, I'm cool as a cucumber. Uh, I don't. Uh, Yeah, so like, I mean, that. Yes, I get it. It should be obvious at the point they're trying to make is that this man is very racist and he doesn't want them living in their backyard. And again, back to the parallels of the previous chapter. Hey, we don't want the hork bajures living in, in on Main Street. That's why we had to talk about it, because these two chapters are back to back. Wait, is Marco the racist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Marco is Joe Miller. Yeah. Marco, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh. Th- that paragraph, like... It's funny, right? Like I was reading it and I was like, I'm I'm prepared to be upset at this point. Like I think I blacked out halfway through the book and I was just like, uh, it's it's too racist. I couldn't no. I, I passed out and I woke up on on page uh, 150 or whatever. But like, <laughs> but like that sounds nice if you you know it's not, not just like waking up on the book. next chapter. I it's a book about you know, a cardboard box. I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a beaver in there. <laughs> no, but like this this paragraph. Like this, if you treat them as equals, they'll begin to believe it. Like every every piece of media that involves racism has the guy that says that exact thing, right? There's always yeah. the character that's like, ha ha ha, I'm so racist. And they literally lift. It's like it's like the same thing every time. And for whatever reason, I still had like a little knee jerk reaction reading it. Like even knowing that that was coming at some point in the book, mm-hmm. I was still like, do you think like hmm. they get a little bit of glee writing that? Like the writer was just like, yeah, haha, this person's evil, right? Yeah, actually. I mean, you you mind if you wrote it? I mean, I don't <laughs> well, I wouldn't write it. That's the thing. Right. I mean, but like, you know, I, I, it's fun to like write evil characters, though. But is it? <sighs> but like this in particular, it seems like it, it. it's always like you always have to question is like, have they given themselves permission to be racist right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a great question and a good point. <laughs> Because I'm not the writer. I mean, like, I mean, why do most of Tarantino's movie movies have the N word play a large part in it? Why he wants, did he wants to say it? Why did he give himself a character role where he got to say it multiple times? He like, likes saying it, right? So I mean, but okay. And well, here's my other problem with this character too: is that like racism is never this cartoony. Like, right. so, and then like you know that, that's the one thing that like well, what? Lauren's got something to say. <laughs> okay, I can that, see that, it in their just, eyes. Okay, good point. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't think, really a whole, it was, I don't have like a, a good story. It's just like, sometimes it actually is. Like, I think growing up, my brother got uninvited from a birthday party and the kid, like, I think was supposed to give the the fake reason, but he like forgot and just gave the real reason uh, and like that, just straight up did. Oof. My dad said, you can't come cause you're black. And he was like, okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but then again, glad he didn't go to that party. That would have been <laughs> <Right>? weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but fuck. no. Like, generally th- speaking, yeah. I mean, this is too. This is very like, very on the nose. I keep on thinking about the racist barbecue that we went to on the Fourth of July. Oh fuck! Why did you go to a racist. <laughs> but we we didn't mean to. Right? We didn't know. It was, like that was the party. But since we weren't black, we got invited. <laughs> so, and like, so you get to hear like the argument, right? Of like convincing, like, oh no, I'm going to try to convince you that racism is cool, right? Because I'm sure like not a lot of black people get that argument. I mean, I imagine not. I don't know. <laughs> but like, 
but like it, it's usually like no don't you understand like they like being like that and like you know like uh that kind of conversation mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like that's i feel like that's more like mainstream racism it's just like oh well you know it's funny how people don't talk about black on black crime like you know it, it's mm-hmm. it's under this guise of i'm still a good person but you know have you considered these controversial opinions right and when you see like you know uh joe miller and he he hates black people it's like Yes, okay, that's a good lesson, too. We should learn that the, those people suck. But, like, the thing that never shows up in, like, children's literature is, like, hey, racism has many forms. <laughs> yeah, some of them are, like, very subtle. No, not even subtle, but, like, well, just, like, you know, what if it's someone you like and all of a sudden you find out they're racist? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. You know? And, like, I don't know. Um, I'm, uh, can we stop talking about racism? Yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> no, <I> that <laughs> like, doesn't. Yeah. Like, no, like keep talking. going, Nate. <sighs> I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just excited this for the whole beavers. Episode. We got to just cancel the whole thing. Cancel yeah, Animorphs. We're going to show Animorphic time. We've been canceled. <laughs> I've been trying to get us canceled for a while now. Uh, all right. So we learned that Joe Miller, he's, he's bad. He's racist. Uh, chapter 10, Jake. <laughs> okay, wait, sorry. I just have one thing that's actually, I kind of do want to point out. Let's, please do it. Rereading it, I kind of just noticed this. So this whole argument... The Joe Miller and the whole, you know, whatever is taking place, right? They're fighting back and forth. And then Sally, Joe's wife, Sally turned abruptly and walked from the room. She understood her husband's meaning, but obviously did not approve. So that just like (sighs) just now while we were talking about it stuck out to me. And I was like, oh, wow, that is deeper than I gave it credit for the first time around. And I mean, I'm not going to go into the whole, you know, 52% of white women, but also, you know, (laughs) 52% 52% of white, right? So, like, right. I was just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, I, I, yeah. Like, well, okay, so what's your read on that, then? I have multiple theories. Me? No, I mean, like, okay, yeah, I said oh, call people more. Yeah, it does. No, like, yeah, what did you think was interesting? Say our guest name, Nate. I'm sorry. Like, I was staring at you, I realized I wasn't staring at the camera, and you don't see that looking at the TV. No, I mean, the thing that was interesting about that was, like, I feel like, that happens a lot where, first of all, there's the, the easy one, right? There's the slam dunk one of like white women being complicit in racism, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's like kind of a deeper thing of like it, women in general who disagree with something that their husband or brother or father says or does, but also are kind of powerless to do anything about it and kind right. of feel, you know, that they're they're not empowered to disagree or anything like that. So, yeah, because we'll kill them. Basically, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Sally might not be racist, but Sally was also like, "I, I'm not going to get killed over this conversation." So she mm-hmm. just left, right? Um, so that was something I noticed this time around as we were talking about it that it didn't didn't stick out to me last time. Was yeah, that Sally one removing herself from this did yeah. not click for me at all. Mm-hmm. I would just assume it was another like dumb white woman who settled for someone who sucks because that's what they do. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I have racist people in my family. And when that topic comes up, I leave. Right. You're the Sally. Well, I mean, like, well, either like, you know, I leave or I have the conversation. Right. And like I, having had that conversation and realizing it doesn't work. <laughs> oftentimes I just leave, you know, okay. yeah. Um, it's, you know, and so it's just like, OK, like. Removing yourself from a situation is the best you can do sometimes because it sends across the message of just like, I do not approve of this conversation. I'm out. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Well, Sally's so, all right. Yeah. yeah. Sally, you get an anamorphin time uh, B. B. B minus. 
Well, and also, let's also point out that Isaiah has the hots for Sally. Isaiah wants Sally real bad. Yeah, there was that chapter mm-hmm. earlier where he went into details describing her. Yeah, her golden hair, uh, mm-hmm. the way she smells. <laughs> um, cool. He dreams okay, so about her chapter- that night, too. Yeah. Mm. We're all going to mm. dream about her. I Someone, like a woman disapproving of me? Yeah, okay. You know what I'm going to dream about? Whomp. A small tree toppled. Rustled the brush along the stream. Who would be chopping trees down here? Why, I will be dreaming about the beaver. <laughs> the Mel Gibson movie, The Beaver? No, The Beaver. Oh, someone's pussy? No, The Beaver. Uh, Leave it to Beaver, the little kid? Beavers damming the stream. Oh, good. Uh, that, yes. that joke sucked. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it was no good. <laughs> so, yeah, Jake is... he Like, so, one of the criticisms we've given jake a lot in this podcast is that it's hard to portray what leadership is narratively right Mm -hmm. and this chapter i think is the first time that it portrays it i think in an interesting or even smart way in that jake flies around the territory looking at the area analyzing what their strategy could be what they need to do and what the surrounding area is like he comes up with a good plan yeah, like the first plan he's come up in a long time. Like he's never had to like, I would say it's been at least like twenty books since he had to like think about a strategy right. and then carry through on that strategy. Right, um, and so he sees a group of campers. Mm-hmm. He quickly puts together. <laughs> All right, COVID. Ah, COVID. Ah, they got rid of the mask mandate and ah. back to normal. Um, so he sees the campers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, by the look of things, they've obviously been here longer than three days. So unless they have portable Candrona, this whole group of campers, these are normal people. Oh, wow. They should probably get the fuck out of here if the Yurks are going to come blow this place up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, can't think about that right now. Got to uh, think of those beavers. I got to think of that sweat beaver. Uh, dry, actually. They have oily skin. We'll uh, get hydro- to hydrophobic. it. Hydrophobic. Oh, my goodness. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the- I'm doing beaver facts, and that's later. Um he flies around he hears the whoomp he sees the beavers building a dam and then he realizes oh fuck we could just flood the valley we can lord of the we can flush the turds out of this valley that's right release the river (laughs) you really wanted to get that lord of the rings in there didn't you i did that's a good part um so yeah so that that's their plan right is uh, Jake flies back. He's like, listen, everyone, everyone, I got this great plan. How do you feel about beavers? <laughs> Marco giggles. Tobias giggles. Axe he has no face. He, like, he just looks down because he's still so shamed. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so they, they all kind of laugh at the idea. It's like, come on. Like, the little, like, beaver guys, what are they going to do? Right? He's like, no, listen, we'll flood them. What if, what if a rat bit down a tree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if a rat did that what if a rat could bite trees down and make river big right and everyone's like okay that this might work axe do you think it'll work he he, uh, he does some calculations he's like he yeah. looks up and he sees like the sherlock holmes like calculus yeah. cloud i was picturing garris from mass effect doing calibrations he was doing calibrations calibrations it's calibrations yeah um and uh they're like, yeah that could work totally um let's catch us some beavers and you know who's the best at catching beavers? <laughs> Who? Cassie's good at catching beavers. <laughs> Listen, this is not no, no. Cassie's a good, she's good. She's not gonna. She, she would never catch a beaver. <laughs> she catches a beaver, in, right in their lodge. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just 
just can't take the phrase seriously anymore. <laughs> what? Catching a beaver? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. She's very good at it. I just, I'm picturing like Chris Hansen, like to catch a beaver. Like. <laughs> Why don't you take a seat right over there? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good. Why don't you have a seat right on that stool, please? Sure. <laughs> well, you want Chris? You ate some of this tree. Take a seat. <laughs> Might I also add, Chris Hansen, probably a pedophile. I bet you he is. He knows a lot about them. Really? He's, he's, like, know, he he's knows like, to find the predator, I have to become the <laughs> Oh, predator. no. He's a uh, method actor. <laughs> he knows so many of them. <laughs> Guys, I got a plan for a show. <laughs> it, involves, <laughs> it involves me and my friends. <laughs> but my friends don't know they're coming over <laughs> to get arrested. <laughs> and I get the children when we're done. <laughs> okay, oh, so oh. The, what, what is a little, like, hut of... Uh, of uh, in the middle of a lake. What's that called? It's their lodge. It's the Beaver Lodge. It's Beaver Lodge. Uh huh. Um. Okay. So, uh, what does Cassie do? She like Cassie reaches down into the Beaver Lodge. <laughs> okay. Pull like she catches a beaver. <laughs> she catches. She's looking to catch that beaver. Cassie catches a beaver. <laughs> pulls the beaver out. Beaver bites her real bad. Oh no! Beaver bites. <laughs> so the beaver bites back. Oh no. Uh. <laughs> Okay, the beaver bites back. The beaver beaver bites back. B B B. She says, "I'm okay." She said quickly. Then she lifted the beaver to the surface. His body was still from the acquiring trance, buoyed weight. She she hypnotized that beaver. Yeah, she acquired the beaver <laughs> that she grabbed. <laughs> she stuck her hand in the beaver and good it. thing because this guy had to weigh at least forty pounds. <laughs> Thick and sturdy. The body of an industrious worker, <laughs> one by one, including the bias, we reached out to touch the slick, bristly coat. The beaver splashed away as soon as we were done. <laughs> oh, thank you, beaver. <laughs> the noble beaver, the noble, thick beaver. You know, Cassie said, forcing a smile, blood dripping from the cut on her hand. When your mother tells you not to stick your hand in a beaver lodge, you really should listen. <laughs> yeah, Cassie, next time don't do that. <laughs> don't let, Cassie, don't listen to your mother. You do what you want to do, okay? <laughs> yeah, you want to catch a beaver. You want to stick your hand in a beaver lodge. A 40-pound beaver. beaver. <laughs> Industrious little guy. Industrious. <laughs> <laughs> Big and sturdy. Best pickup line, might I add. Damn, bitch, you're industrious. Big and sturdy. <laughs> what are you, 40 pounds? I was just going to say, like, how you doing, girl? Like, I bet that beaver weigh at least 40 pounds. Big and sturdy. <laughs> industrious. Industrious. <laughs> Slick, bristly coat. <laughs> uh, December 24, 1864. Joe Miller's rooster crowed at half past five, leaving no question that it had survived the night, despite his prediction of raid and plunder by the... I can't say it. I actually um, really like how spicy that line is, though. I mean, do you want me to read it? No, no, no. I like that he's being spicy about the rooster. He's like, they were complaining about the chickens. He's like, yeah, okay, anyway, your loud-ass fucking chicken is fine, so good morning. <laughs> right. Merry like, Christmas. Yeah, that is a subtle change in character for Isaiah, as much as I'll, I'll give it shit. Like, Isaiah does grow to appreciate black people. You know who doesn't, though, is Spears. <laughs> Spears does not like black people. Mm -mm. 
Which is so funny because when I read that name, I thought of Aries Spears. Mad TV? I thought of Britney Spears. I thought of Lieutenant Spears from Brand the Brothers. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's better. Mm. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, You want me to do this like Damian Lewis? Yes, please do. I don't know how. No, he's. Well, then why'd you ask? He, the, uh, well, Spears is supposed to be Scottish, right? Don't lag, man. Wait, that's Irish. Don't lag, man. Don't lag. Okay, what, did, we can't did, do anti-Scottish shit. No. Ah, that's too too much. You've gone too far. I mean, I could do the Liam Neeson speech. Oh yeah, Liam Neeson speech. Yeah, <laughs> you could do that. Actually, I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, so, but do something. Uh. I'll read him as Liam Neeson. Okay. Spears' rifle was propped against his shoulder. That was as it should have been. For I'd ordered all men to carry arms on every detail. But from my vantage point, Spears seemed to have his mind have his hand rather too close to the trigger. Third lazy man, Lieutenant, Spears said, far too loudly as he saw me approaching. If our men was out there working, we'd have finished by now. I, I don't even know. I'm Irish. Oh, Irish. <laughs> The problem, as I see it, Spears, is that the earth is frozen hard as granite. No, sure, Spears said, chuckling, his Scottish accent lengthening the vowels in the most definite way. The earth is soft as butter, ain't it, boys? Soft as creamy butter. So Spears is the racist drill sergeant. Yeah. Yelling at them, calling them lazy telling them to work harder even though they're working very hard doing fatigue work yeah so okay so like then this character's even in glory yeah like (laughs) honestly like having watched good chunk of glory this book seems uh very inspired by glory and so like okay now we have this uh racist drill sergeant uh he's he's getting them um, but he's also he's a bumbling fool, don't you see? Not because of the racism, but also because he's bad at strategy. Because he's b- building this uh, trench, yeah, um, far too ahead of uh, where it should be. Yeah, right? Spears is having them dig trenches in the wrong spot because he's a bumbling Scottish idiot, as they all are. That's right. Haggis brand, dude. Some I guess. Yeah, have some soda bread, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> this is. So, okay, so, and then, like, Jacob, uh, well, okay, so Isaiah says, like, hey, this seems off, and Jacob's like, yeah, no, it should be back a little bit further, yeah, this is a bad spot to be digging this trench. Um, That's when someone, like, they send Spears off because he's a racist fool, mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, Jacob, I know you're in charge of all of these black men, what do we need to do? And he's like, well, we'll just build the trenches here. It'll be fine. And that's when Spears comes running back and he's like, hoi, toy, toy! The rebels are coming! They're coming down the mountain! Chapter 13, Jake. Um, fluid mechanics is one of my specialties as an artish, Max said. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like, wait, he stayed majored in fluid mechanics? Right. Okay. Girl, you want to get wet, I majored in fluid mechanics. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, he, he's very good at building a dam is what we're learning. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, they, they all morph beaver and they all start going. Well, yeah. Beavery. Uh, Axe, Marco, Rachel, they go beaver mode. Cassie, they go beaver mode. Yeah. Whereas Tobias and Jake go bird mode because they're going to go say hello to the campers. Yeah. And this is also when we learn a, a very important fact right now. 
So these children have always morphed into like super tight spandex. You can see everything, mm-hmm. right? However, they finally have gotten so good at morphing that they can do um, a t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> they they can they can finally do it. Uh, okay, congratulations, am everybody. I, am I crazy? Is this the first time they've mentioned that? Yep. Because I yeah. was like, did they just casually drop that they can like morph full outfits now? Or yeah. Did well, I yeah, the miss plot that? needed them to do it. <laughs> they just like, like dropped that. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been a whole book of them. Like, we need to learn how to like morph some better clothes. Everybody, man, if only there were chapters of this book they could cut to talk about practicing morphing. I just no, don't know what tight. it would be. What would you cut? I don't know. I wouldn't cut. We got to keep everything with Spears and Joe Miller. Well, think about what the heart of this book is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe Miller. It's Joe Miller. <laughs> oh, God, um, we're all a little Joe Miller. So, anyways. Uh, Thank God we could finally morph some halfway decent clothes. The result of a whole lot of experience. Boys in t-shirts and jeans generally look a lot saner than boys in spandex. So they just leveled up. They like yeah. spent their points into dexterity and can now mm-hmm. uh, morph jeans. Um, so that's good. Yeah. And so Tobias and Jake, new powers enabled, wander to the camp and say, hey, uh, it's going to rain tomorrow. You should go home. Like this is gonna it's gonna snow it's gonna flood and like there's gonna be lightning this this fucking nerd in the back is like no it isn't (laughs) (laughs) I brought I brought my television and the weatherman says it's gonna be fine it's like like who brings their TV uh obviously the best campers (laughs) actually true story the best camping experience I had is one a one uh Sean our mutual friend Sean Mm -hmm. brought a TV into the woods and we all play Smash Brothers. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> right, you were okay. Yeah. You were there for that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. Played some Smash in the woods. It was great. Uh, yeah. How did you get power? Like, what? Uh, how did? I don't remember how. Like, he wasn't. It, it wasn't a generator, was it? it I was don't. Like, so it, it was something. It was like some battery pack that he was able to hook up to a TV to get working. It was. It was something. It, it, he was. Smash was fun. Is what I would say. Yeah, Smash Brothers, big fans of this. Po- we're fans on this podcast. And so, like, similar nerd here is like, no, I've been watching TV all day in the woods. Yeah. And the weatherman said that there was no problem with this whole situation. There's no rain. You're lying. You're lying to get our spot, you little sons of bitches. <laughs> you little fucking weasel. That's right. Hey, listen, there's a code. We paid there's, $30 for this. There's a hiker's code, okay? <laughs> right? Uh, okay, what does he say, actually? Um, People need to trust one another in the wilderness. You don't need to make up stories just to get someone else's campsite. Right? Uh, so, okay. Tobias and Jake look at each other, realizing it's not working. They suck at this. Yeah. They're real bad. And um, they're like, okay, let's do it. And I'm then sure. Jake's like, all right. Yep. Jake says, I know, Tobias. I know there are consequences. That was my job to make. That was my job to know the consequences. It was also my job to make the tough decisions, to lead. I started to morph. It's okay, Tobias called. What we're going to, s- what you're going to see, will shock you. But don't panic. We're only trying to help. Lewis was the first to react. He clutched at his glasses and stepped back, groped behind him with his free hand until he bumped into a tree. His mouth hung wide open. The man dropped his television in the leaves. His face went white. One boy by the campfire stumbled to his feet and then took off into the woods. Don't be frightened, Tobias repeated. Morphing is not pretty. It's disturbing and grotesque. Of course, the campers were frightened. Anyone would be. My human body began to twist violently. Big, flesh-tearing teeth sprouted from my gums. Ears migrated to the top of my head. Shoulders hunched, spine expanded, skin toughened, fur orange with black stripes. Spread across my flesh, the liquid spilled out of a jar. Until finally, I fell forward into the dirt, all 500 pounds of me. 
So Jake morphed in front of people. Yeah. yeah and then Tobias morphs in front of people. Yeah. I mean, is that a big deal? I don't know. They like they want it to be a big deal, but I was I mean it is a big deal. I suppose. This is a group of like twenty people and they're like, We're gonna tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean well, I think it's more to signify like, hey, they're getting more open about the things that have been going on in this secret war. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the secret war is becoming less secret, so we need to get more unsecret allies. Why not these campers? Right. Um, so chapter 14, let's go back to our favorite character, Isaiah Fitzhenry. Woo, Isaiah Fitzhenry. He's back. Here, blam, here he comes. Blam, blam, blam. Uh, 50 rebel soldiers come in doing their rebel yell. Whoop, whoop, yee-haw. Whoop, yee. Whoop, yee. Rebel yell. Oh, that should be the rebel yell. From now on, it is. I'll answer you with lead. Spears shouted down his gun barrel. I'll answer you with lead. I mean, that, okay, come on, that's kind of cool. That's you want me to cool. do it as Irish? Please. Hold on, sir, yo, it led <laughs> me by. Blah, blah. The war happens. Yeah, the war happens now. Yeah, the war, war happens. They all yell fire. They're all like, it's it's also like real stupid war where they all like line up in a line. And they, right. They do that thing. Don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. Right. Rebel drum beat the woods. General Forrest was upon us. But no, only 50 men and people are getting shot down. Yeah. Like good, good. And I mean, yeah, the rebel yell, yell is yee-haw, yoop, yee-haw. Yes, that's what thought. <laughs> God damn. Uh, and so like, you know, uh, guns are being shot everywhere. Um, uh, and wouldn't you know it, like our, our, our brave volunteers, that they're caught in this gunfire, right? And they take up their shovels and start bashing fools. They try. They try. They get shot, actually. Whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to say it. A Negro was struck in the chest. He hit the dirt and rolled, screaming. Still, Jacob did not take cover. He raised his shovel like a weapon. And so, yeah, yeah. they're fighting back. See, Tyler, I said it, and I wasn't weird about it. Because I'm secretly racist. <laughs> oh my god! Now you're now you're being weird I was about it. Say, well, we're, we're, free. we're free now. Like we've done it. Like no. I well, don't. like it, it, wait, okay, Tyler. Okay. I didn't like saying it. <laughs> oh, my why god. are you smiling then? Because it was funny. Lauren, was funny. can you see him smiling? He's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm happy for you. To be honest, you know. Well, thank you. <laughs> god, I'm okay. You know what? It's just, good just, to be. Happy. What did you do, Nate? It's good to be happy. <laughs> I've ascended. <laughs> <laughs> now call me Joe Miller. <laughs> Nate, kill the Joe Miller in your heart. I mean, like, it it should stick out like a sore thumb, but also that's what this book is. That's why I said it. it I mean, <sighs> so anyways, let's move on. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the battle kind of happens. They, they, uh, eventually get beaten back or rather they just run away. Right. And so, yep. uh, it's explained that this is just kind of a testing troop where it's mm-hmm. like, we want to know what your defenses are and they now know they're useless. Right. Right. So, um, the, the, the injured get pulled away. Um, uh, Jacob or not Jacob, but, um, <laughs> Isaiah gets shot. Isaiah gets shot. It hits he, his belt buckle. Right. He, he lives. He thinks he's dead. Um, but no, there was is he shot his Bible or his belt his buckle. Belt buckle. His belt buckle. That was like a Bible for my dad in the way he used it on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's got so many layers. I don't even 
That took yeah, me like a minute one. to just, my brain just froze for a minute. That's fine. I'm a good boy now. <laughs> I'm a good boy. And well, no, you know what? Somebody has learned a lesson here, right? And it's Joe um, Miller. Well, actually, no, two people have learned a lesson. Yep. One, the person who was shot, the, the black person who was shot and died, he learned a lesson, <laughs> which is he, war is stupid, you should go. <laughs> lesson number two. Uh, Those slaves, Joe Miller said, I'll give them credit for determination. He glanced at the battlefield, at the Union men rounding up rebel prisoners, and looked back at me. This was just a slight effort, I said hoarsely. A testing of our defense. The Rebs will be back soon. Miller nodded. That's why you need the help of every man you can find, he said, looking at the... Mm, arm them, train them, and let them fight. Yeah, so Joe Miller, he's not racist anymore. He's <laughs> like, I'll be the, the racist dragon. The 180 yeah. with Joe Miller. I was like, ooh... Yeah, Joe Miller's approval now. Like, He's, no, nothing finally. can stop me. <laughs> here's here's my theory about Joe Miller. It's like I bet you had some like crazy belief. Like, did you know that black people they bleed green? <laughs> no, right. But no, like, when he saw when he saw someone get shot, he's like, oh, they're just like me. They bleed red. Oh no, 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 no. Because there are doctors who still think that black people have stronger skin or that their teeth are harder to pull out. Like there's yep. still medical racism. Well, now you're just making me sad. I was making. You should be sad. <laughs> like, be sad. it's still taught in fucking medical school that like, oh, oh, like black people are stronger. They don't need as much pain medicine. They're they're naturally tough. Like that's still taught. Yeah, that's not good. They shouldn't teach that. I'm gonna fucking maybe. maybe okay, hold on. I'm wait. going to become the Joe Miller Joker. If if we're saying that doctors are Joe Miller. All they need to do is see a black man be shot, and they're saying, "Why? Why?" Oh my goodness! Well, I'm just going by, I'm just going by the calculus in this book. <laughs> that's what. That's what's happening. <laughs> this black man hurt like I hurt. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's all they needed. Ah, oh, god damn it, Lauren! Lauren I am Lauren. I'm so sorry I, for I, Nate. I, <laughs> I'm sorry for all of us, to be honest. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry on beho behalf of the whole podcast. Do I have the authority to apologize on behalf of the pod? Yeah, you're a co-host now. That means I, you're I, as, you're equal, uh, an equal co-host with the rest of us. But oh. might I also say I will never apologize. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell me how to live. Huh. <laughs> yeah, Nate. I take it back. I don't apologize either, and I do it again. That's right. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, so let's go back to Jake, shall we? Yeah. Ty, he's just having a good time with the beaver. <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> he is. He is. No, the campers believed. The initial terror on their faces softened to looks of curiosity and recognition. And they're like, wow, you're just like Star Trek. So, Tyler, um, <sighs> I, I would like to correct you on something. Who, tell me about Tuvok. <laughs> what show is Tuvok on? Deep Space Nine? No, he's not. He's Voyager? Not. He's on Voyager. That's I right. don't... I've seen part of Next Generation. That's it. I've seen a little into the fourth season. I'm just saying, the last episode, you said that Tuvok was on Deep Space Nine. It made ver people very upset. Fuck oh, them. Wow. Yeah. If you're upset about that, guess what? Roll that upsetness into a ball and shove it up your ass. You know who can do that? Odo can do that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he, you... He can morph. What solar system are you from? Are you f with the Federation? Is your ship in orbit or on land? Unbelievable. I almost laughed. Uh, I said, we're from Earth, just like you. So stupid Richard here thinks that they're <laughs> fucking John Luke Picard in their ass. 
Richard is my favorite character. Richard is actually yeah. like the hero of this book for me. <laughs> like, he, Richard- <laughs> he has an arc. He immediately starts LARPing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he goes so from like, see the monster to yeah. LARPing. Ah, yes, Richard said. I always knew you lived among us. I have friends who've seen your ships. We don't have any ships, Tobias said. Richard reached out, grasped Tobias' hand, and pumped it in a too-long handshake. Then he grabbed my hand. I'm honored to meet you. So very, very, very honored. <laughs> Lauren, why do you like Richard so much? Richard is just like, I, he's just entertaining to me. Like, he's so stupid. <laughs> like, everyone else is very, like, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say everyone else is, like, smart about it. But at least they, they have reasonable reactions. And, like, Richard is like, Richard reminds me of the, what's the kid from Steven Universe? The one that's always, like keep beach city weird i don't know <laughs> they're, nah. they're gems in steven universe they use gems yes, okay, yes I got that. they All are right. gems anyway it doesn't matter there's <laughs> i don't a, know steven there's a universe. character in steven universe that's basically this like anytime something serious and alien happens he's like wow let me take a picture let me interview you let me like <laughs> can i poke this like cool big red button that will like blow up the planet and they're like no like go away this is serious so i just love richard because everyone else is like the book is so serious and so <laughs> mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just fucked in general. And it needs Richard. Richard yeah, needs to be I mean, there. And you look at what's happening in the world right now, where a section of our society is watching the death and fight of other people. Good point, Tyler. You and, should really bring this conversation down a bit. And and they like w- Richard is treating what's being explained to him, a real Honest God War, as TV entertainment. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to kick some ass. I cannot wait to fight the evil aliens. Yeah, just like TV. And it was hard not to think of the shit that's happening in the world, how people just treat the struggles of others and war and awful things like it's TV. I don't think you're wrong, but also uh, that person exists. Yeah, Richard. everyone around us. Richard is real. Uh, Richard, he lives in a fantasy land, and that's fine. <laughs> Except, however, he should not join battles. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I actually laughed at the 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 prime directive comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Because that actually made me laugh. Like it, that like, one got me too. Up. This is not Star Trek. Can you please be serious for a minute? We can't beam you up anywhere. And he's like, right, because that would violate the Prime Directive. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> we're trying to tell you. <laughs> right. But he's also like not wrong. They have a Prime Directive. They are breaking right now. Yes. They're doing that. So like he understands the gravity of the situation. So he, he's kind of onto something. He's like, okay, this, yeah, I'll keep it secret because, you know. Prime Directive. Yeah, so... We, we're not advanced enough. I get it. But, like, giant wink, like, oh, right, because of the, the Prime Directive. Right. Like, no, we're trying to tell you you're in danger. What's <laughs> wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, danger of learning the Prime Directive. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the the stupid kids of Richard... Uh, Mr. Richard? What's his name? Lewis and Emily. Uh, yes, Lewis and Emily... Um, they, they, they understand everything completely. They're smarter than dad. Dad's kind of an idiot. <laughs> and they're like, yes, we want to help. Um, you know, we, we need to help you in this war. They um, explain what Yurks are. They explain what controllers are. Right. They explain how anyone, you know, could be a controller and you cannot trust anyone. You cannot have evidence. You can't do anything. Take them back to the hork camp. Uh, Lewis immediately takes a picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> and... <laughs> Jake just rips the camera out of his hand and throws, like, gets rid of the film. Man, remember when cameras had film? 
Shut up. (laughs) 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 That's when we realize Toby is a magical hork majeur and heard they were coming because the trees told her. The tree. Oh, Oh, yeah. The trees whispered something about new friends who would take up our cause. Human friends who would join our fight. I see many things, Jake. Many things. Hmm. It's like, yeah, cool. I mean, we've always kind of known the seers were magic. Well, I think my favorite part is it, it has nothing to do with the story. She just does that now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just like, you throw that in there like, oh, she, she knows the future. Cool. I mean, I would do that. If I could see the future, I would just do it randomly. Like every once in a while, I would just be like, yeah, I saw that coming because I can see the future. Just, I, you know, in case you forgot. <laughs> yeah, this, or you could just lie and people wouldn't be able to know. This reminds <laughs> me of a bit from the Venture Brothers where the action man like spills something on Dr. Orpheus and it's just a minor annoyance. And Dr. Orpheus gra- grabs his hand. And he goes, two years, eight months, four days. And he goes, huh? And he goes, it's a stroke. <laughs> and it's like, you just... It's a fast little line, but if you catch it, you catch it. Two years, 17 days. From a stroke. Good day! And that's what that that's what I'd do if I could tell the future. Oh no. Or at least if people thought you could tell the future. Right. Hope I mean, I kinda it. can with dying patients, like six hours. <laughs> oh god. No. Oh god. Thought we should do that. Anyways, let's get back to our favorite story of Isaiah Fitzhenry. Isaiah Fitzhenry. <sighs> what is he out doing? He. Uh, so the, they lost the battle. Yeah. They've decided to arm all the black people, mm-hmm. which we should. <laughs> like, <laughs> now. We should do that now. I mean, I would say, like, no guns, but, like, if there are guns, then everyone gets guns. <laughs> all, all people should have guns. That's right. They're fun. Uh, <laughs> Tom, he seems like gun control. Let's add more controversy here. <laughs> Let's throw it all in. I stared into the black faces of nearly 30 men, their bodies stiff and tall before me. The sun beat down from the zenith of its path, but its rays weren't sufficient to warm You us. could just say faces. <laughs> right. Like, exactly. Like, because <laughs> like, like, originally when you said I'm like, oh, they're dirty? Like, <laughs> like, well, because they just went through a war. Uh it's like, yeah, oh, no, because they're weird. black. That's like a really <laughs> weird, like, yeah, that's super unnecessary. Like, the rest of them is black, too. Like, you could just, yeah, that's, that's, I don't get it. By the way, they grabbed the guns with their black hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chewed the food with their black mouths. <laughs> Mine, can I point out something about the movie Volcano, please? <laughs> so, the movie Volcano. Oh, God. There's a, okay, at the, okay, there's a movie called Volcano, uh, and there's a volcano in LA, and it's going off. Um, and you know, it's bad news. And our, our our hero saves a child. And at the end of the movie, the, the movie yeah. has like undertones of the L.A. race riots. Yeah, because there's a cop who doesn't want to let a black person help the cops save people from the volcano. Right. And eventually the racist learns that black people are good and that black people can also save people from volca- volcanoes. And right. at, the, at the end of the Important movie, the volcano message. erupts. Everyone's covered in ash. And the little girl goes... Everyone's covered in ash. You can't tell who's what race or whatever. <laughs> like, let's go find your mom. What she look like? She looks like. Look at their faces. They all look the same. Like that's it's that's directly that, it. The no subtext. It's like you can't tell who's black or white. Oh, no. Little girl, there's a volcano that just went off. That's your thing. <laughs> oh, no. 
Anyways, let's Let, move on. Please. Let's get into the massa. What, what the massive? Massive. Yeah. No, I super went, massive black hole. My favorite song <laughs> from. Uh, you still like Muse, even though they've come out as like super racist. All what? right, chuds. Yep. Wait, they're no. racist too. Yep. Muse, no. <laughs> yep. Muse. <sighs> oh no, Muse. Yeah. Uh, you could say their time is running out. Um. Huh. Okay. No, but so the they give things. rifles to the. They finally arm the able-bodied black men, and one of them says, I wish my massa could see me now. I think you said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because we know that tone. We know what that tone is. I'm angry at it. Like, Yeah, no, you should be angry. <laughs> my jaw dropped when I read that. I was like, oh, no. Like, right? Right? Like, There's no even... reason for it. Oh, no. It, uh, <clears throat> so okay but like are we sure Ellen Guru is white <laughs> I, I, I don't know <laughs> if anyone knows can you please let me know <laughs> yeah Ellen Guru I still love you please tell me your race <laughs> Volcano is wrong it's important <laughs> <laughs> like we, we don't uh, need to say anything about that people know that's bad don't do that yeah but putting it in a kid's book and having this one character completely defined by how he wishes his ex-master could see him elevating himself in the world that's another trope of slavery stories and it can go yep it's bad it's yeah, bad it's not good unequivocally yep. it's bad no jokes no bits yep. no foolies bad they 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 fucked it up and they do it like three times. And this is where Spears or is it Reigns? Uh, the man. the guy training them with guns scares this poor guy. It's like they're training them to shoot, but he keeps pulling the trigger by this guy Samson's brain, and he's like pulling the trigger, scaring him to show them that they're not ready to fight and to train them to shoot while shooting is happening. I actually kind of liked that idea of like you know it's like oh i can shoot a gun pretty straight i'm pretty good and then like okay but can you shoot a gun straight while there's a gun shooting next to you as well like that actually like this is gonna sound extremely trite but it reminds me of when i was prepping for some interview stuff uh for a an accelerator program for my company mm -hmm. which is very much like the civil war in a lot of ways but no um brother like, versus brother <laughs> yes <laughs> Founder versus founder, but <laughs> no, but the, the interview process is known for being like super grueling and super like intense, right? And people are like firing these like rapid fire questions at you and stuff. And one of the things that we had to do is train to answer the questions while under pressure. And of course you can't like simulate pressure and distraction. Like, you know, it's hard to simulate that, right? Mm -hmm. So what we would do is people, we would have someone else in the room with like a big basket of rolled up like socks and while you're answering the questions, people just bean you with these socks because you're Ooh. trying, you have to like dodge and like try not to get hit in the eye with shit. And then you're trying to like answer the questions. And that was supposed to be like the super intense training for like the interview. <laughs> and I you just... like Silicon Valley? <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Silicon Valley. Okay. So the TV show is so hilarious to me because it's actually yeah. very accurate. Oh, no, 100%. Like, and the crazier the thing, the more accurate it is. Are you pre-revenue or post-revenue? <laughs> no, you don't, have to you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. It's fine. No. Let's talk about racism. <laughs> We're profitable, you know. Just 
I'm gonna put that out there so Lincoln hears that, you know, because I want Lincoln to be proud of me. So he Lincoln should be proud of Lincoln's, you. You fucking rule. Lincoln's Lincoln, li- listen up. Lincoln's listening. He's you, building his logs. He has his <laughs> logs, he's ready to go. <laughs> you know he's up there in heaven land pipe on <laughs> Mrs. Lincoln. <laughs> This is like an entire laying stovepipe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. This way he wears the hat. Of course. It's so simple now. It's thick and it's long, and that's why I'm on your penny. Nate, I'm gonna go get another beer and continue laughing at laying stovepipe. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to move the plot along. So the plot is that they've now become real good at shooting guns. They they know how to shoot them now. Um, you know, they they hit all their targets. They they uh shoot the hell out of those tin cans. Uh they only get 10 shots to practice with cuz they don't have a lot of ammunition. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a bonding moment between all of them. Uh, they they're they're becoming closer as a, as a group of soldiers. It's also a metaphor to be and, honest. You know, like they they really get closer. They start lane pipe so just to like just to be serious for a minute it actually kind of is a metaphor right that i'm as i'm reading this back and kind of discussing it in this context right it is kind of interesting that they're put into this situation where you know they people didn't believe that they could fight people didn't believe that they could like you know be involved or like whatever right and uh their training consists of 10 rounds Right. So they're going up against people who are professional soldiers and they have 10 bullets to prepare for this war. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they're still going to be judged on the same footing, you know, the battlefield. Right. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. I was like, huh, that sounds it's, right. And I mean, that's an excellent point, one that I definitely didn't catch. But also, this is what's maddening about this book is there are little moments like this that just shows Ellen Garu's a good writer. Like, I hate that. I hate yeah. that so much in this book. I hate yeah. that. Especially having to like do mad. with the Isaiah stuff. Do you think she was, like, mad that she had to write this one? Uh, we we have theories. We were talking about this, like, was she just given notes of what to write? And she had to write this. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, she's a ghost writer. Like, they, they provide, like, what you're, you're going to be talking about. And so, this... Yeah, it kind of feels like a Michael Grant story in some ways, right? Like, you know, Michael Grant likes war stories and civil wars. He seems like a civil war guy. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that like in a negative sense, but I'm saying it's like, like he loves that kind of military history mm-hmm. of brother versus brother. And so he probably gave her this story and she's, I, you know, like we'll never know. I, yeah, I don't think a probably white woman would come up with well that's not true allegedly white <laughs> yeah allegedly <laughs> ellen grew please let us know we let tyler it's like the end of volcano we don't know her color it doesn't matter yeah she's covered in ash from lighting this book on fire but oh my god you can't just ask people why they're white <laughs> <laughs> tyler why are you white um meth <laughs> well Travis. meth in ireland the two things <laughs> two ingredients make it Tyler McCarty. <laughs> That's what made me was meth in Ireland. Uh, no. <sighs> Chapter 17. Uh, Jake. He's watching the hork set up an assembly line. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is where we really get into, like, some other weird hork like, power structures. Mm-hmm. Did you know that, uh, apparently, I didn't know this, uh, and th- I'm going to sound really bad uh saying this but i always thought that they fought with like their their knives and their their hooks because they're 
described as like human uh salad shooters salad shooters yeah. that's right mm-hmm. you know it's like they're flying razor blades they're food processors but did you know they actually uh use spears i didn't know this they never have fought with spears before is it weird that the hork bajir mm-hmm. yes uh in this book for the first time ever in a parallel story completely like being compared to freed slaves. Okay, yes, yeah. Um, okay. Are being placed into trees and making spears to throw. Oh my God. You know, maybe like. Ellen Guru wrote this book in protest. That's what this was. She was like, uh, How dare you make me write this one? You're going to suffer for this. We're all going to. If I have to like, write this, we're all. No one's going to have fun today. Like. like- <laughs> There's part of me that's like, am I reading too deep into this? This has to be an accident, right? Like, that's no way. No, no, way. no. I don't think it's an accident. Like, she's not like, oh, well, this is what black people do. Like, <laughs> no, this is this is an accident, right? <laughs> like, I'm sure an argument could be made like, yeah, they don't have guns. They don't have on beams. They have to make what they have near them, which these beautiful idiot savages can only make spears from the trees they live in, which... I don't like that. I don't like that. No. And even then, like, it makes sense for them to be building defenses, right? Yes. They build the traps, actually. Yeah, like, they build the holes in the grounds with the spikes. That's right. They build the, the Vietnam War, like, you know, spiky trap holes. Mm-hmm. Like, you step on the leaves and you fall in and they get you. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. Didn't need to make spears. <laughs> just, just, notes. You want like I'm writing notes to Ellen Grew. Ellen Grew, uh, please do not have them throw spears. Thank you. <laughs> right. the- Jake tells them that he told humans like he's like, oh, we have a group of about twenty people now who know our secret and are helping. And they're like, Jake, how could you do this? And Jake says, actually, Marco, you did this. Yeah, you started this. I'm just continuing it. It's done. Yeah, he had to make a decision. Yeah, which I'm like, that, that's a good Jake thing. Yeah, he even says, "I made the decision and it was done, and we moved on." Yeah, like, oh, okay, finally, Jake the leader. There it is. Right, like I like that Jake character. He's, good stuff. He's become the bat. Uh, don't bit. make me. I think so. I think like you know, he's gained a little bit more of a character and confidence they just hasn't had before. Uh, he's being empowered by uh, the racism. He's uh, <laughs> oh, you know really. Really got g- gained that strength, and uh, so yeah, so that that's that chapter, and then we move on to like more of the building of the dam. They got to build the dam. They need Jake's help. Jake's oh, got to turn about in- the countdown. Uh, yeah, there is that, isn't there? So in these books, we've had these like dotted lines, bold text. When Jake tells the other animorphs that they've told the humans, no one laughed, and then this, the countdown. Has begun. Whoa, I don't have that in my version. You don't have that in your version? No, I can't see it. It will all be over very, very soon. What? There's a countdown? Look at that. Oh, that's it's sick. It's like a special have little these, like, section, yeah. Have these not been in the like books? No, we got. Turn the page. Okay. Whoa, he doesn't have it. I don't have it. Oh, wow. Kindle, uh, you know. Do better. You're the Ellen Guru of digital books. That's right. We love <laughs> you, but you've got some bad ideas. Uh, but, so, okay, the countdown has begun. Countdown to the end, baby. That's right. Uh, so what's the most important thing they could do? Turn into beavers, build a dam. Turn into beavers, build a dam. Finally. Swoop, thwomp, ping, ping, ping. Thick brown fur spouted all over my body. I suddenly felt warm. Like I've been pulled like I pulled on a wetsuit. Poot, poot. <laughs> my bla- <laughs> my back legs appeared as short little flipper feet. Thwomp. A heavy weight pulled on my rear end. I turned my head around. 
stretching my spine. A paddle, a tool, a tail. Lauren, you know what time it is? I have a feeling. Do I have you, a feeling. Do you, Nate, do you know what time it is? Uh, shit. Yeah, it's like pretty late, actually. <laughs> Lauren, do you want to do you want to lead us in this one, or do you want us to do you want us to do it? Can we do it together? We can do it together. This is our rebel yell. This is our <laughs> whoop, yee, whoop, yee, there it is. We got animal facts. Animal facts. Animal facts. Woo! Beaver facts. You there it whoop, is. Yeep. Whoop. Prince Jake and Cassie, Tobias and Axe, Rachel. Bandits are here. They want to listen to animal facts. Fuck all the yurts. Marco's mom is a bitch. <laughs> so, we'll start. We'll start the simple stuff. Okay. Beavers live about 16 years. Really? Yeah, about 16 years. About a dog. They're just dogs. <laughs> they're no, they're they're just dogs. They're rodents, actually. The largest rodents in North America. And they got orange teeth. You know why they got orange teeth? All those carrots they eat. <sighs> Most mammals have white or yellow teeth because of the magnesium. Ooh. Beavers have orange teeth because there's iron in the teeth, because their teeth are stronger, because their teeth continuously grow, because their teeth are needed to chew and eat wood. Could Ooh. I melt down a beaver and make a sword? Yes. It would be a bad sword made of melted beaver, more like soup. <laughs> would you use soup as a sword? No. You'd have more fun I'm skinning saying. the beaver and making a hat or a cape. But like, just put like a little magnet over it, get like the little iron filings from those teeth and make a sword. So beavers are one of the only wild animals that modify their habitat for the better. And the reason we have such proliferation and genetic diversity in birds is because beavers have modified environments. Them building... Uh, Water-rich environments help okay. helped spread birds and, like I said, diversify bird breeding. They made birds. <laughs> made them better. They made birds. So, <laughs> beavers can be <laughs> okay anywhere from, like this book, 40 pounds to 110 pounds. Wow. How, wait, okay, like what's a 110-pound beaver look like? Uh, it's about one-eighth of a shack. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing. Like, no, like, how long, like, the size of, like, a uh, dog, big dog? Yeah, okay. yeah, they get fucking huge, especially the Asian ones. They get big. Whoops. Asian beavers. <laughs> Eurasian beavers get bigger. Oh, no. Which. Are they also I industrious? I Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're better at math. No. Um, <laughs> they're engineers. No, uh. they, they are considered engineers because of what they build. Yeah, uh, I'm also considered engineer. Other people don't like that. So, another right, thing about, about them. Most people probably know this. Mm. Castorium. Lauren, do you know about castorium? I do I know about castorium. castorium. Oh, boy. You've, had, you've eaten castorium. You've eaten I'm... castorium without knowing it. So no, I'm scared. What is castorium? Beavers have a set of glands between their ass and their genitals that need to be milked for a fluid called gas castorium. It is sort of... Think of it like a thicker molasses. Oh, and no. It, and it's said to smell like vanilla and it's used in candy it's used in vanilla flavoring it's used in ice cream it's used in soda mm -hmm. you are drinking beaver ass juice in fact here i'm drinking a orange vanilla seltzer i bet you has castorium in it 
So, so La- Laffy Taffy confirmed. Laffy Taffy, the vanilla Laffy Taffy, is castorium, and they do not get this castorium from dead beavers. They have to milk it out of them while they're alive. Who discovered Who? this? Who was just like trappers? It's the Knacker Man, <laughs> the <laughs> Beaver Knacker Man. He's back. Um, so that's a thing. That, a lot of people know that. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, well, I, I mean, I did not. like the fun fact people throw out about beavers is like, oh, they have glands and they have these glands to make vanilla. Oh, uh, yeah, how pastoral, boring. <laughs> Either of y'all know why we refer to vaginas as beavers? Because oily no. hair. <laughs> uh, because they both eat wood. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, and it's oh, not. I would have believed you. <laughs> <laughs> they both eat wood. They're smelly, wet, no, um, full of iron. Yeah, uh, once a month. Um, so it wasn't. It didn't start as a vagina. It's morphed that way now. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, yeah. Okay. Beaver referred to a beaver pelt that sex workers would wear over their shaved vaginas because lice would break out in sex worker pubic hair. So they had to keep their vaginas shaved, but they would wear a beaver pelt merkin. And that's why it's called a beaver. Oh. So there's there's the anamorphic fa- time fact. Fascinating. You can get a beaver pelt blanket for $130. That seems mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then it takes about 10 to 13 pelts to make a beaver jacket. Uh, how many souls are in this blanket right now? <laughs> so how big do you think the biggest beaver dam is? Not like Hoover Dam size. Like We got to be real uh... here. But probably pretty big. I don't know, like like a football field or something? I'll tell you. It's in Canada, and you can see it from space. That's the big From space. It is 800 meters long. How long? What's a meter? I don't know. Three feet? Some change? Okay. So, you want to hear about beaver attacks? Do I ever? Beavers, Beavers don't often attack humans. They attack Cassie. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, you reach, you grab a beaver, you're going to get bit. So <laughs> there was a story from, I think, 2013, where a beaver mauled a Boy Scout leader because it was rabid, mm. and the troop had to come together and stone the beaver to death. Were they like yelling shame? A group of children had to stone a beaver <laughs> to death because it went nuts and bit their leader. There's been one confirmed death of human from beaver and it was in belarus in 2013 because in this area where there are a lot of beavers more humans moved in it made them more agitated sure a beaver bit into this dude's femoral artery and he bled out no Mm. (laughs) and elderly they have have strong teeth they can do that that one also got beat to death with a rock Anytime I hear it, anytime I looked up a story about a beaver attacking a human, someone was beating it to death with a rock right afterwards. The beaver's natural enemy is the rock. Dwayne Johnson is just like rolling up. I bet Dwayne Johnson's beat some beaver in his life. He probably has. It's their natural enemy. <laughs> and that is what I got for beaver facts. Wow. That's that's beaver animal facts, y'all. And you know what? Like, uh, here's to the beaver. Um, Let's have a drink of beaver beer to the beaver. Here's to the beaver. Um, thanks for your 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 ass juice. Yep. Your dams. Yep. Your the teeth and your beavers and being stoned to death. That's right.
Oh, good shit. Lauren, what did you what was your favorite beaver fact? Uh, I got to say it was the Merkin one because like I knew what that was and I had never it was like I was almost there. I never made the connection between the uh, the Merkin mm. and the, the beaver pelt. Me neither. Not till today. 18th century. Folks were wild. Let's put a fucking beaver pelt over our pussy. I bet you there was a lonely miner that did have sex with a beaver. <laughs> he probably did that. And his name was Joe Miller. Ah, and I think it sounded <laughs> a little something like this. Sprint, sprint, sprint. There it is. <laughs> Let's move on, shall yeah. we? <laughs> uh, where are we? Uh, chapter 19? The, well, they realize that the Yerks are coming. They're coming. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we knew that, though. We knew that they were coming. But right. they're coming right now. <laughs> no, right now, they're like, oh, fuck, the Yerks are coming. Right. They're and, coming up the mountain. And so the nerdy dad is just like, oh, I didn't realize that we might die. We, we might die? <laughs> oh, shit, we might die. I'm going to go, actually. Like, kids, let's get together. Let's go. Uh, Jake, we're going to go, okay? Yeah, Richard's like, I'm having none of this. Yeah, but like Jake says... Sorry, you can't. It's too late. Right. The Yerks are coming. There's nowhere to you. go. Hide behind a rock. You'll be fine. No, the beavers know better. <laughs> <laughs> they know that rocks are bad. Honestly, huh. this was one of my favorite parts of the book was just Richard being like, when you say killed, he asked quietly, <laughs> you mean killed as in stunned or captured, right? Like, no, they've literally been telling you this entire time you're in danger, you're right, gonna right. die. And he's like, Well, you mean like die in like a fun way? And they're like, No, like <laughs> die isn't dead. Like you're gonna fucking die. As in you like, will see your body ripped apart while you die. Okay, but Leonardo has a sword, but he never cuts anybody in half. <laughs> like a person. He always like sticks it in the ceiling and doesn't kick. <laughs> or like, you know, hits him with the back of the sword or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful. <laughs> so they go battle morph mode and well, then the baddies attack baddies attack it's all happening very fast the hork pasir show up viscer three shows up as a fiery dragon you know okay but then all of a sudden cut we cut to chapter 19 which is isaiah, isaiah fitz henry yeah, like, our boy <laughs> of the year hey remember that momentum that we had <laughs> screw it we don't need momentum we got isaiah fitz henry yeah um and so he swears in these Union soldiers, these brave new Ugh, soldiers. It's, it's like stupid, inspiring bullshit. Like, I bet you when people like get their citizenship, they're probably just bored as hell. I know I would be. <laughs> no, I bet they're happy. Yeah. I hope they're happy. It, like, yeah. I know it takes a lot of work, right? But yeah. it's just like, you know, I wouldn't be, I don't know, maybe I'm just a jaded person, but it's just like, you know. Like, that, that's, the, that's the part I have the hardest part uh, time with is that like, I bet you there probably is a story about like an ex-slave who fought in the Civil War and you know was very inspiring. It was just yeah, there were a bunch of them. Yeah, so it's like and other podcasts cover them. Go listen to them. That yeah. ain't this. Mm. That, that we're ain't here the... to say the word, right? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, it's like okay, this is probably based in something, right? Right. Like, this yeah. Probably has something. No, it really is, and it's a shame <laughs> that it's not taught to us because it's much cooler. I'm probably sure it is, but like th- this, this isn't it though. Right? No. You know, it's like, uh, this is just like everyone agrees that this is a good idea and they're all crying and it's like yeah. we're, we're oh, soldiers yeah. now. Hooray, Hooray. Honor. Hooray. Woo! Woo! Now Yay, let's get we did it. Now let's get back to our boy. Right. Here we go. Our friend. The one. The only. No longer Visser 3. Right. Visser the one. Visser the one. 
the Earl of Evil. S1-9466. Visser 1 coming in his fire, multi-headed, fire-breathing dragon morph. Looking like Riker the Serpent King. Wow, I remember like I remember this morph from uh episode one. Yeah, from the, when they're going in the Yerk pool. They even said, I haven't seen this morph since it all began. You think he would just always use that one? It seems pretty good. Yeah, those fire spitting multi-headed dragon. <laughs> yeah, maybe just use that all the time. Fucking cool as shit. That and the javelin fish, you know, because sometimes you need to go in the water. And our boy yeah, like, yells at them to surrender or die. Well, yeah, because like what else is he gonna do, right? That's when Richard's like, okay, we really gotta fucking go. And Lewis, his son's like, no, dad, we can't go. Mm-hmm. The sky in the east glowed a pale and bright, brightening blue. The sun would appear in minutes. Free Hork Bajur were hunched in the trees and crouched low in trenches. We were in battle more. Tiger, gorilla, grizzly, and wolf. Axe was stationed at the dam. There wasn't a sound in the camp except a gentle rustle of wind in the treetops. We waited. My heart pounded like a rock in my chest. This would be a losing battle. It had to be. Okay, we get some fighting. We we get, I mean, it's Animorphs fighting. You just see stuff exploding. There's onomatopoeias. People are dying. The blue the blue bands, they're fighting. Yeah, we also get a nice little moment where the recently captured hork Bajir is a scout who leads them in. Right? Yes, yeah, so they're fighting. They're dying. Mr. Three is screaming, ah, ha, ha, ha. You are outnumbered. Surrender at once or die. Isaiah Fitzhenry, Christmas morning. Christmas morning, <laughs> Isaiah Fitzhenry. It's such a Any tease. time there's narrative momentum in the story that is fun, this shit happens. Right. It's like, ah, oh, Bugle. Could the rebel, uh, like, yeah, the, the Bugle plays. Um, the, the army is here. They're here. They're ready to fight. It's a frontal attack. Um, and yeah, they, uh, what do they do? They fight off the army and it seems very easy. There's not many of them, right? Yeah. Everyone's fighting very bravely and, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're retreating. Rain's yelled. Right. Was it possible? Forrest would sooner die than take defeat. No, something in this was wrong. All wrong. Chapter 23. The rain came in a torrent now, turning the works to mud. The rebel line broke and scattered back towards the trees. It couldn't be victory. Jacob poured a powder charge and ripped a patch from his shirt. Jacob, I called. You've done your fighting. You've shown you can stand with the white men and not fail. Now go. Escape to the hills. This, I, I literally have in my notes, uh, oh my god, fuck you. Yeah, like, right? What, like, you fuck, oh my god. Just fuck you forever and die. Like, shut the fuck up, you Ken Burns Yankee doodle ass bitch. Like, shut <laughs> up. Like. <laughs> However, I've never felt the pride of standing with the white man. <laughs> All you've done is stand with the white man, you piece of shit. <laughs> but like you, like uh, you've done it. You you felt you found the experience. Now go. You you realized you're good like we are. Now go. You it's play, the, you it's played the, golf. Now go. It's the end of Harry and the Hendersons. Get out of here. <laughs> we don't need you anymore. He's like crying. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, no, so that's bad. Uh- <laughs> yeah, listen to me. Listen to me, Jacob. Forrest will be back. He'll make prisoner of, prisoners of us, but he will kill you. Do you hear me? Save your men, Jacob. It's your duty as a leader. Jacob looked up now. I'd gotten through. I want all you men who still can to choose life. Get back up into them hills and stay alive to fight another day. No one moved. Move out, he cried, shaking his arm. Go on, get, get, I don't love you anymore. (laughs) 
Suddenly, a drum beat from the east. We froze. Me, Jacob, everyone. Another drum beat from the west. To our east and west was nothing but craggy rock terrain, impossible to climb on horseback. We'll be staying, Jacob said. You'll die, Lieutenant. The Lord may take me whenever he chooses, but I choose whether to die a free man fighting for what's mine or a coward enslaved by fear. The rebel yell rose like cries of a thousand demons. There it is. And they die. Yeah, they, they, they get shot. They all die. Yeah. <laughs> Striking like, truth. What was the reason? <laughs> yeah, like, why? Why right. have any of this? Right. Oh, to prove that Jacob is like a noble dying guy. <sighs> Striking the troopers streaming through. No, behind you, Jacob. Bam. Jacob shot in the back. His eyes catch mine as he falls and I fall together. It's about white and black solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> don't you see? Don't you? Tyler, you obviously don't understand. We all bleed on the ground together. You're right. That's <sighs> right. Uh, okay, but the best part about this is that he's dead. So then we don't have to listen to him anymore. Yes. Yeah, it's good that he's dead. We no. get Actually, one, that's not true. We get <laughs> one more great Isaiah Fitzhenry moment in the last chapter, and it's a doozy. I, I love it true, so much, true. and we'll get there. We're so close. So the Horkmajir run away because the spears have been working. <laughs> ah, the spears. Ah, they hurt. Ah, they've got pointy sticks. There's nothing against our Dracon beams. <laughs> right. Uh yeah yeah, uh, Visser's blasting. Tobias is going for Visser three. Like Tobias is like fuck it, I'll tear his fucking eyes out. All ninety of them. Right, he does a good job. Visser right. three just immediately brains Tobias, knocks him down. Jake yells like, oh, release the damn! Come on, do it! Come on, so axe, please release the damn! Please, anybody out there listening, if there's any help, please release the damn! Jake runs for Visser 3 to distract him from Tobias, slashes at him, bite him at him. Visser 3 wraps his tentacles around Jake. He's like, I'm finally going to eat you, you stupid idiot. Then the river is released. Oh, they did it. The flood happens. Ooh. Taxon, who previous to this could swim just fine. Doesn't matter. Work <laughs> majeure. All washed away. By the way, we should point out how useless the taxon were. Yeah. Again, they just they they pop. Like, why send out balloons? They just like because balloons are scary. Didn't you see it? Yeah, okay, you can get the answer. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, they they were useless. Uh, <laughs> and like, they get washed away. Everyone gets washed away. Any survivors get washed away. Jake almost gets washed away. Right. Visitor three gets uh, washed away. We find out that our sweet boy Richard is dead. <laughs> Richard, no. <laughs> <laughs> Richard like, is dead. <laughs> Richard, Richard died. <laughs> <laughs> like how? <laughs> like he peacefully passed away behind the rock. It's like was he shot? No, he just was real scared. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and Lewis are crying. <laughs> Their dad is dead, and Richard's dead. It's like we took heavy casualties. Richard's dead. <laughs> <laughs> And 50 Horkmajur are also dead, but Richard's, but Richard's dead. Oh, my God. Jesus. Richard, no. Uh, Richard. Uh, yeah. My notes just say RIP dumbass. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poor, poor he Richard. died as he lived, dumb and beautiful. That's right. <laughs> he died for something, which is fantasy Star Trek. He died for Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. 
I almost wanted Richard and Cassie's dad to be friends. Like, I feel like they would have been friends. They would have been, right? Yeah. They, you know what? They love the grill, I bet. <laughs> they both love grilling. <laughs> they'd, they, no, they'd fight over that at first and then realize they're both so good at it. It's like, you're cooking it too long. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Richard, Cassie's dad. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Rachel saves uh, a young child. Yeah, saves uh, what? Jerahami's new baby. Yeah, they do it a lot, apparently. I mean, wouldn't you if you were free to do it? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Just have kids. It's fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Uh, the Horkbusher have agreed to move on for now because their valley's been flooded. The Yurks, they know the Yurks will come back, but they made their stand and they won. It's about sending a message, I guess. <laughs> right. Toby <laughs> even says it may not feel like a victory, but this is our home now. We've proved it. Which... I don't know. Fine. Like, <laughs> like I wish it was for something more. Like, if you removed the Civil War chapters from this, that would be a pretty good ending. Sure, that that'd be a good Animorphs ending. And uh, Jake goes home. He's exhausted. Family's having a good time. They're all grilling, like they are actually grilling. <laughs> and Jake's like, "Fuck this! I'm going to bed. But first, I'm going to the basement <laughs> to look at Grandpa G's box." Okay. I flipped through the last pages of Fitzhenry's journal. Hooves trampling through the dirt around me. Screams and wails of bloody dying men. Unending nightmare. Cannot get a full breath. Numbness spreading through my arm. Vision blurring. Growing narrow like a field of glass. The darkening tunnel. Jake, honey, lunch is ready. I jumped. Mom's voices startled me. Coming, Mom. I called. I'll be right there. You'd better, midget, Tom yelled down the stairs, or I'll eat your burger. I looked at the diary's last words where blood and rain had smeared the ink. I fear I am killed. I hope that I've done my best. I hope... Uh... Those were the last legible words Fitzhenry had tried and lost. How would my last page read? How would my story end? I hope I have done my best. Ow! Oh, <laughs> oh I'm dead. Ack, I am slain. <laughs> Yeah, I whispered, closing the book. Me too. I love that he wrote that he was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he took out the diary to yeah, write this. It's that Monty Python joke where they go to the cave of Og, and it's like the guy writing the note. It's called the cave of Og because he wrote Arg on the cave because he was dying. Ah. <laughs> uh. Oh, that's so geez. stupid i love it so stupid so i good. love that ending so much because like he just wrote out he's dying <laughs> <laughs> i've been shot and now my life is passing before my eyes <laughs> i see my vision narrowing i hear my great grandmother calling to me <laughs> there is a blinding light and a warmth i have not known in some time <laughs> i am watching my vital fluids slip from my meat prison of a body <laughs> oh my gosh uh so that's the end of that's this how that book ends. that's how this book ends Jesus jake Christ. reading his great 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 uncle's death memoir uh lauren did you like this book <laughs> jesus christ where, I, are you, oh where are you at on this one this is like a, a negative 12 out of 10 oh like it's geez. hard it was entertaining but not in the way they intended <laughs> Like, it's so bad. I'm just like, how could you write this? No, stop. Right. Yeah. Every line was just a new thing. <laughs> I just, what was the reason for any of this? Like, why did we even need 
a civil war book at all in this like we don't we don't no you want to know the reason and it makes it so much worse it's to make the hork majeure black the entire (laughs) book was to make the hork majeure black like that's the only like can you think of another reason i can't it's like oh we need to relate to the hork majeure more or rather (sighs) we need to make jake look better Right. right. So if he was saving a bunch of black people, that'd be better. Which, and here's something we didn't really talk about in the moment, but when the hork are having the vote to stay in their home, Jake talks down to them like they're stupid. And if you're going to have a parallel of the hork being runaway slaves, and you have your main character talking down to them, you're talking down to black people. Like, kids- But wait, hold on, wait. Jake, Jake can't be racist. He is dating a black girl. Oh, shut the <laughs> so have, you thought, have you thought about that? <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Have we considered that part? Fuck. But like, the, it sucks so much. It did not need to happen at all. There is an interesting story here if you cut all the Civil War shit out. It would have been so much nicer because like, yeah, you know what? Like, a rebellion's a good story. That is a good story. Right? Yeah, the Hork Majeure had a good story up until this point. Right? Yeah, and this changes the nature of them, and I hate it. <laughs> I think the worst part is like after the last book, I was like, well, at least we're done with like the random military bullshit side story things that are going on. And nope, this we're not done. Nope, it can actually not. get worse as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I things, shouldn't have said that. <laughs> things can be so bad, <laughs> and they're already so bad. <laughs> Oh, God damn. This might be the worst Animorphs book that I've ever read. Yes. In fact, no, it is. It just is. It's definitely, like, I hate that Ellen Guru wrote this because she's smart. She's talented. She's obviously a good writer. But the harm that this book does is fucking insane. Like, to correlate black people with hork well i mean like i it's one of those things where why has nobody else talked about this book like is this like known in the fandom at all like is, do people Fuck talk if about I know. or is it just like one of those things like oh we don't talk about 47 <laughs> everybody hates it i do know that okay well good then that works out but i <sighs> animorphs like i said has a race problem and this centers that problem and is like hey aren't we doing a good job like, aren't we doing good? Okay, so let me let me save it a little bit. Um, it's not malicious. It's not trying to be mean. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't think it's trying to be me, but it is racist. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. We yeah yeah yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. What? What do we? Even know what to say? Like me neither. I, it's I'm. It's it stops my brain. I don't like what I could say. Okay, here's a here's a concrete statement. Okay. I've never been so offended in my entire life. Wow. No, what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I've I've definitely been more offended, but I okay, haven't been that like, offended it... all week. I'll say that. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's been a long week. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's Saturday. Like, <laughs> like what do we do with this? I don't know. I mean, like, okay, does it ruin Animorphs? I don't think it ruins Animorphs. But it does bring up some, like, 
real 90s problems like th- th- this feels so 90s right like yeah. it feels like this mm-hmm. is one of those things where like this is this is a time capsule of just stupidity yeah <laughs> right because yeah. like because the movie i kind of think of the damn movie glory right don't watch glory but also watch glory <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna have to watch glory like, please don't it's on hulu but don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, but it's just like it, it it's this i it, well it's also like dances with wolves it's mm-hmm. also like the last samurai which was not in the 90s but like you know it's the same idea the white just, savior the white it, man sets them free right it's it's all the, for the idea of making white people more comfortable with that they did some horrendous shit in the past horrendous it's a word horrendous and heinous horrendous that's right and like 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 it's there to service white people to make them feel better about racism that's all it is that that's the purpose of this book that's the purpose of glory is like you know actually like there were some good white people maybe (laughs) i'm maybe you know like i wasn't that bad in the past you know actually you want if i went to the past if i had a time machine i would be uh that brave colonel who who led those black men to die (laughs) Like it, yeah, you know, and it's like one of those. It's a white fantasy, because like it's, it's certainly like, it's certainly not a black fantasy. <laughs> it's just weird because it's unnecessary though, because it's not even like there was some stuff in the book that was racist that would make you as the reader like feel the need to be absolved. Like not like it was. Yeah. This was unnecessary. Like nobody had said anything. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it was a misfire. Like maybe he like sent a note to say like talk about the Civil War. Ellen Carew was like, oh racism. <laughs> <laughs> And like he meant like no, I meant like cannons and shit. <laughs> I meant like you know brother against brother. Maybe Jake could do because Jake is fighting his brother. Right. That would That's actually true. make more sense. That would have been, been much been better, better story if Tom hey. was there. Hey, listen. There's a brother versus brother story in Animorphs. Let's do that one. <laughs> that would have been way better, actually. Like a <laughs> union and rebel brother, whatever. Like honestly, anything would have been better. But like, <sighs> yeah. Uh, this sucks. Give it. Yep. Thumbs uh, down. I my last note that I wrote was um, I wrote the words Cardi B. And I was like, <laughs> why did I write this? And then I realized because I thought about the Cardi B clip of her yelling, what was the reason? 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 I just explained the reason. What was the reason, bitch? I don't, I don't know. This shit sucks. Ty, what was the reason? Not like whether or not you like it, because we all know that we all hate this book. But like, what was the reason, Tyler? (laughs) (laughs) The reason, like, the reason was to make, I mean, like you said, to make white people feel better about the bad things that they either intentionally or unintentionally have been a part of and built. Good, because I feel better. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you said a bad word. You said the worst word. You said an evil word. I didn't say the worst word. I said a bad one because <laughs> I was quoting it. Oh my goodness! Uh, I it's so. Uh, but we need a part. We need to leave. We need to no, go. We need to. We need to. At we need to tell Lauren where people can find them. Lauren, where can the people find you? Do you want them to find you? Go buy her game. <laughs> you can find me uh, on on Twitter, I guess. Um, my my handle is Lauren Frage, L A U R E N. F-R-A-Z. And, and uh, yeah, by, by Zenith. It's great. It's fun. Um, we have it. it don't say it because I haven't played it. <laughs> well, you <laughs> have it. You've paid <laughs> for it. That's I, I good know. enough. That's what matters Lauren's got your money. If you, know, if you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have, I've watched 
people stream it and it does look fucking dope. It, it, it does. It does. I mean, honestly, that tiger pirate character that, oh my God. <laughs> so I know it's just a mob. I don't care. I've thought about it every fucking day since I've seen it and I still want to get it as a tattoo. Making video games is like- hard and I'm, I'm glad you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad too. Uh, I feel like the the pirate thing would probably sound like a Hork-Bajir. Like, in my mind, like that's what a Hork-Bajir would sound like. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Hork-Bajir! <laughs> what? I don't know. I just want to make Tyler uncomfortable one last time for this. But I've been sorry. uncomfortable the whole time. I'm a sweet boy who's got some problems. <laughs> I know how American civilization now leans upon the triumph of the government. And how great a debt we owe to those who went before us through the blood and suffering of the revolution. And I am willing, perfectly willing, to lay down all my joys in this life to help maintain this government and to pay that debt.